Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. And I'll tell you what, Mike Harmon, I love how many people are getting riled up on Twitter. ESPN showing the 2003 Fiesta Bowl, which ended with a ridiculous flag being thrown for pass interference. And it's been 17, 18 years and everybody is still fired up on it. I love it. It's awesome. Well, I, I think you, you're looking at the nostalgia, right? You, you have these big moments. Maybe there was some betting that came down to it. Obviously, the big injury in that game that we all remember so gruesomely. Uh, oh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, replaying some of these big bowl games from years past, 
mean, you could probably get a lot of folks to bet on them because they have no idea how they were, turned out either. Hey, don't tell me. I'm watching this for the first time, so I- I'm going to bet on this game. All right, can we? Get, I just want. I pr- I swear to God, I don't know how it's going to go. Well, just go uh, check uh, take- check check your mentions. I'm going to take Ohio State. I'm going to say it goes to overtime, and maybe a call goes their way, and they wind up winning and covering. Who wants to bet against me? I, I-, I haven't seen the game. I don't know what happened. Who wants to take the bet? <laughs> Any bet. I'll take the bet right here. Anything, anything. Look, a lot of folks uh, didn't I just know think- who was playing alongside Michael Jordan for a decade plus, so uh, I'm not going to bank that they they remember the 2003 Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> uh, wasn't Steve Kerr the second-best player? Uh, you know, he's, he hit threes, and now he's a great coach. Uh, it was it was MJ and Steve Kerr, wasn't it? I mean, he punched him at practice, and that turned him into a great player. It was like Space Jam. He transferred his power to Steve Kerr when he punched him in the face, and that's what we got. Well, and it launched him into a Hall of Fame career. I mean, it's really what it's all about, right, when you're talking about his playing-slash-coaching career. And let's face it, the Hall of Fame, uh, the Basketball Hall of Fame, is big enough to get everybody in. So that's it. But, yeah, yeah I, I dig that we're still getting the old games, uh, especially once you go a li- and dig a little bit deeper, right? Because, I mean, surfacey, there's there's a bunch of these recent games that were getting played the first two or three weeks of this pandemic thing. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. everybody remembers these. Get, go a little deeper. Make them think. Make them work. Yeah, but, th- but this is one of those plays that there's so much drama. You know, and you and I did a special teams yeah, podcast we did. Sure. about this and about this yeah. play. And Go download you know, that on did- iTunes, Google Play, and uh, wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I just you, you know, just seeing it again, seeing the fact that I, I really don't know how a flag was thrown three seconds after the play is over, and it wasn't even thrown by the the official who had the clearest view of the play. It was from somebody else, and I, I keep looking for the pass interference that merits the flag, and I didn't <laughs> see it. And it, still, I mean, look, it, it, when it happened, it happened that way. And the fact that you took so long to throw the flag is really what gets me because there's there, there's no, I mean, it's pass interference or it's not, right? Well, you In know, that they play. They... It is fourth and three. Right, it's fourth yep. and three. The game is over if they don't get in the end zone on this. And you wait three seconds to go. Yeah, and the, I remember the official said I had to make sure it was pass interference. Well, if you had to think about it to make sure it was pass interference, it wasn't pass interference. You throw the flag right away. You don't wait for someone to yell because they're always going to yell or hear fans' reaction. Anything else? You throw the flag. He said he waits like almost four full seconds before he throws the flag. No, I can tell you exactly what happened. It was the sky judge in his own mind that needed to see it again because he had a hey. photographic memory, right? He watched it play in front of him, and he went, right? And he had the little uh, knob like you use in a control room to, to get it to write where the frames you need, and then you slowly push it ahead. Yeah, that's exactly what he was doing. That's why it took the 2 1,000, two, 1,000. Hey, man, hey, it's too soon. All right, sky judge has only been – not around for about a day. It's okay? too soon, we sky bro. judge happy, and now it's, I mean, it's too soon for the sky judge. What, uh, I can't memorialize soon, the idea, the glory, the pageantry soon, of sky bro. judge it's, just it's, like that? It's too soon, man. It's too I soon. I got through my five stages of grief real fast, uh, man. It... <laughs> Welcome I'm, I'm, inside. Look, man, there's a lot of stuff out there that's, you know – Messing with oh, the look, head man. right now in America. Look, man. Now you're going uh, all Tony Bruno. Look, the end man. of Sky well, look, Judge, my man, you, man, is not that. I love Tony Bruno. I miss Tony Bruno. <laughs> 
Uh, it is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. And yes, our latest episode of Special Teams, our podcast, Mike and I do every single week, where we look back at a specific year and specific teams. Special Teams from that year in sports is up right now. iTunes, iHeartRadio app, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can get it. This week, we look back at the Music City Miracle. It's been 20 years. We look back at this play and the special teams that played in this game, the Bills, the Tennessee Titans, how that play was allowed to happen from the Bills' perspective, stuff that has not really gone over a lot that will blow you away how many times the Bills could have stopped the Music City Miracle from even happening. Plus, such a big play, it literally changed the history of the NFL. It was one of those flashpoint moments where if that call goes the other way, so much NFL history is different. So again, special teams, Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, Music City Miracle, uh, iTunes, iHeartRadio app, wherever you listen to podcasts, download it. Don't forget to rate us. Give us five stars. We'll love you forever and ever and ever. Do it! But tonight, if I speaking about college football, I, I should say, and tonight, Mike Harmon, oh, the eyes of Texas, with everyone looking down <laughs> at the latest decision made from the great state to continue and have pro sports available sometime in 2020. Fumble. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, a big story today announced that he is going to allow professional outdoor sports in the state. Okay, we knew that already, but many states are opening up and everybody Mm -hmm. is making plans. He is going to do it and allow fans in as long as teams play to a 25% fan capacity and social distancing is able to be enacted. This means you're sitting five seats away from the person closest to you. I would assume they would make... uh, they would give some concessions if, if a guy walks in with his kid, if two people walk in together, a husband sure. and wife, two people. If you come in together, okay, no, you're family, together. I assume course. they will yeah. do that. Yeah, fa- they'll, they'll let them sit together. But I like this because, you know, as much as people want to say, oh, Jason, you just want to keep stuff closed forever. No, I want to open things the right way. I, I'm, you know, listen, I'm not the guy in the Ozarks, you know, going, yeah, man, this is awesome. Where's Jason? Well, no, and I mean, that guy's on one end of the extreme, man. <laughs> I don't know where you are past <laughs> middle, but I'm you're, not, you're definitely far away I'm from not, that guy. Yes, exactly. But like, I'm, you know, I want to, but I'm not all the way on the other side where, you know, we should really uh, think about staying closed till 2030. Um, even though I like the fact that the cleanest air in the country right now is in Los Angeles because of the lack of cars the past couple of months. That is really something. And oh, by the way, my goodness, really? Um, no, I want the country to open up. I just want the country to do it right. And this is a smart idea. 25% fan capacity. Because if you're allowing this if you're allowing people to go to stores right which is which is what's happening here and when you go to a grocery store right you wait online to go in or you know yesterday we went to costco and you know you wait online every six feet they let a bunch of people in people leave the store they let you in they let you into a certain percentage of capacity so people can practice social distancing in the end it's going to be up to us which i like the fact that it's up to us because i like to think that there's most of us that have decent sized brains in our heads and know okay i want to make sure that i can continue to live my life but i still want to be safe for coronavirus and and not have to worry about getting it. And this is something I think works. And if you open up to 25% fan capacity, uh, this, this tells me that, okay, now this is a game changer for everything. 
this is if as long as sports can play and you're going to have 25% fan capacity you know be able to come in now suddenly pro sports aren't losing all the revenue in gate they're losing 75% of the gate which still is a lot of money but they're still making some kind of cash from it so that's pretty good you are going to let that happen in the NHL in the NBA, in the National Football League. Now, I think for the NFL, there's no way they're not going to play. The other sports still have to figure stuff out. NBA has to do the money situation, and the players are up in the air about doing it. Major League Baseball has a lot going on right now. But seeing this story, I, I think now there's no way the NFL doesn't play. They're going to play. They're going to have whatever it is, 25% fan capacity. You know, It could be even more by the time we get to September or mid-October when it starts. This is one of those game-changing ideas and things that are enacted where Texas is the first state to do it. And if you do it smart like this, I have no issue with it. I have no issue with you to just do it smart. And this is a smart way to do it. And now fans can go to games and they they may be able to go to games right away instead of having to wait and go, okay, well, we're going to wait. There's be no fans for a while. Then we'll figure it out. Could they do maybe, okay, no fans for the first week, just so we kind of understand what's going on and do the right social distancing? And with, like, let's say baseball comes back, they go, you know what, for the first week, no fans, because we want to, this is new for all of us. We want to get used to this before we start adding, you know, 15,000 people or 12,000 people. So I could see that. But for the rest of it, I, hey, I think we're going to have fans now. This, this is a big, big moment. This is a big decision. Step forward, and obviously, Major League Baseball, the owners, the players, the divisive. Uh, and rhetoric, uh, they're certainly paying attention to this. Uh, Gene Smith, what is it, over a week ago, was saying, oh, we've got models that we think we can do this, maybe 20,000, maybe 40,000, if it, if it can come to be. Now, one of the big things you're going to have to do here is, uh, from, from me, as, as drawing it out on my cocktail napkin, becomes the, all right, we're not going to do walk-ups. And you can make up some of the gate. Right. Not that you're going to gouge people. Right. We still have 39, 40 million people out of work nationwide. But those that are willing to go to a game, they're willing to give you an extra 10 percent for the privilege of being in that stadium. Right. You're not squeezing them too much, but it helps you narrow the gap a little bit in terms of of what the other losses are uh, from the rest of those seats. But if you do it where there's no walk up gate or limited walk-up gate, right, where you, you can then you can work, snap it to a grid more effectively of, all right, here's a family of four, there's a, you know, group of six that are coming together. I mean, because you're not IDing guys going, you know, you guys really don't look like you've been in the same house. Are you really doing this right? No, I mean, you're obviously, you know, going back to your, your earlier premise of there's going to be a lot of folks that do this responsibly and just want to get back to their live sports and want to get back to the games. So, um, I I think this is truly encouraging in a whole other way. Gary Bettman leading the way, the NHL, and now we move forward with Texas. So all I can say is hook them horns. Right on. <laughs> you know, I, I do want to say that and this is this is one thing. The more I think about our future in this country, and I mean the next few months, like getting through the rest of this year and into next year, I think masks intertwine with everything. And I don't mean the, the political aspect of it now, because now wearing masks are, are, are being politicized, which is just, I want to just bang my head against the wall. Wearing masks is for your safety. No one's taking away your freedom. A- anytime I go out, if I go into a store and I see someone not wearing a mask, I want to go, what's wrong with you, man? You know, uh, you're going to get called to Karen, man. Just because just you're not, just because you're not. No, I don't go up and yell at people. I just walk away from them. But I shake my head and I go, come on, man, really? I mean, this is someone walking around going, well, I feel good. I don't need to. I don't need 
You don't know if you have it or not. You're not a coronavirus expert. This is done to make everybody safe. It's wearing a mask. After what we've been going through, I think wearing a mask, going into a store and adhering to their rules, I think is the least you could do. And I think masks, if everybody is okay with wearing them, that can open up the country so fast for everything, not just sports, but for everything. If you if if, if Governor Gavin Newsom of, of California or Andrew Cuomo or one of the governors said, this is what we're doing, we're going to open up our uh, – our state for the most part. Now, certain things you're not going to be able to, you know, what are we going to do for schools? How are we going to do, you know, summer camps, certain things you have to figure out, but stores and retail and everything else that goes along with everyday living. If you just say, when you go into a store, wear a mask, maintain social distance, that opens everything up. Everybody would say, okay, great. And we're, and, and as long as you're following those rules, that's great. And I think that's going to wind up being how we go forward. Wear a mask when you go to a store, when you go out, and we can have close to normal lives for the next few months. And then eventually we're going to not wear masks when we, you know, when, when the coronavirus pandemic, we either find a cure or herd immunity is built, whatever it is. But if you do that for the next few months, that's going to open up the rest of the country. And that way everybody can then make their own decisions. If I want to go out, I don't want to go out. If I do want to go out, I wear a mask and uh, I maintain social distance. I don't think that's too much to ask. And I think if, if that's a big idea, idea that a governor comes up with, whether it's Newsom or Cuomo, whoever it is, or maybe it's another idea for Greg Abbott in Texas, then I think that's another big game changer for us. And that could get us back to you know some kind of normality really, really soon. And I don't think that's too much to ask. Now, you know where I've stood on this all along, right? If I, if I can go to a Costco and all of these big box stores that suddenly, you know, every, every which way that we found a way to make those stay open, uh, yet all these other small businesses didn't. All right, now we got the mass policy and all the videos of dopes going to Costco. Well, I'm an American. I'm free. Yeah, you're free to stand outside the door. Right? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. This is the policy. It's for the betterment of society. And this is the next step. Could it have been done a little sooner? Yeah, we can always argue about those things. Uh, but the reality is this is the here and now as we get towards the end of May. You want to progress. You want to get back to your sports and some of those little wins and creature comforts that you've been missing. Then get in line, right? It's, it's a mask. I mean, I'm, I'm at the point where it goes on. I don't even think about it anymore means I'm going for a lot of walks. So in theory, the yeah. road to Swole has uh, been well paved uh, but, <laughs> and, and well trodden along the way. But, but the idea, look, the dog needs, to, needs his exercise. So it's a good excuse for me to uh, try to shed some tonnage too. Uh, and, and like Arnold said, keep that, to put that cookie down. Uh, so it, it's just that. I mean, be smart about it. And, you know, you want some of those other things back. Yeah, it requires a little bit of that word uh, that we used a lot on Monday, sacrifice. Nobody's sending you off to do anything grandiose. Just pause for a sec and think about all the good things that come back if you can be smart for another month or two. Yeah, I mean, that, that's all it needs to be. No one's taking freedoms away. No one's doing this to hurt you. This is to keep everybody safe, and I don't know how that winds up getting misconstrued. And, and like I said, in masks, that, that can even start youth sports coming back. You can play youth softball if everybody wears a gator mask. You know, not one of those homemade masks or masks you have where, boy, I'm really hot because I've been breathing in this mask for an hour. But no, you buy a gator mask or something that has breathability. Youth sports can come back and so many other things. Masks are such a bit. That, that's it. I mean, it's really that simple. If you had that decided, everybody would follow suit. And then suddenly coronavirus, at least it was, hey, we're doing the best we can. And I, I don't think that's a lot to ask. Yeah, I mean. 
mean, I, I've disagreed with, you know, with the complete lockdown, but that, that's a moot point at this point. Now it's here we are at the end of May, and now we push forward. And we see states getting creative, most pushing forward here in California. I think we're much further along than any of us would have expected. Now economic data and all that flows through to kind of help propel things forward. But here we are. And now Texas giving you the plan of how we get people back in stadiums so you can paint your face and act the fool for your squad. Get after it. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. We have Jay Glazer coming up next. And I know that there's been a lot of talk about Conor McGregor possibly fighting on Fight Island uh, after the news today as him and Anderson Silva apparently have struck a deal to fight. Uh, but could we see Jay Glazer and Odell Beckham Jr. on the undercard? Yeah. That crazy story as Jay joins us coming up next right here on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh! Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios. All of tonight's guests appear with us via the Discover Card hotline. Get your free credit scorecard today. Even if you're not a Discover customer, it includes your FICO credit score and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations, they do apply. Well, there's plenty of big NFL news to get to, and when, when I saw this exchange going on on Twitter today, I couldn't wait to welcome in NFL on Fox insider Jake Glazer, who I'm getting this in right now. He and Odell Beckham will be on the undercard at Fight Island uh, with Conor McGregor and Anderson Silva. Jay, congratulations, Jay. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> so that was kind Let of me, fun seeing you and him talking today. I didn't get it either. I don't understand what it was about either. It was actually Odell was responding to a Twitter troll that I had. So he wasn't responding to me. He was responding to some jagoff who was upset of the way that I'm retweeting. Because sometimes I use Twitter, sometimes I use Tweetcaster, and he's upset about that. So then he started getting after me, and then Odell started getting after him. But it looked like Odell was getting after me. So it's funny, because he and I actually, he and I spoke an hour ago, I'm like, what is going on here? And he was like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you know, I I saw his tweet about me and about coming to the gym and triangle choke, and and he was like, no, it's not, I'm like, what? And again, I I, I am uh, not technologically as sound as the rest of the world, so I don't understand where he was going with it, and he didn't either. So, no, it's not it's not Odell and I are fighting. It's oh. Odell and I are fighting these Twitter trolls who are being jagoffs. Okay, now that I would also pay if you and Odell were in some kind of tag team octagon yeah. on Fight Island against the Twitter guys. No, I, I trained Odell for two years in MMA, so I had a, it, it was it was great too. We had a blast and. Um, uh, Odell knew it also, man. He, 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 he and I put our hands on each other before. And that's the, he said, too. He said, hey, let's get the mitts out. Odell and I will have a little fun time with that. <laughs> was, he, was he good to train? Like, I know some guys you train, they're awesome. Oh, my and God. You talk most, about him all the, the time. Athletic, he's the most athletic SOB you ever be around in your, in your life. It's incredible. He is, um, man, he's just different. And from day one, he, he's on, it's like everybody else is on slow-mo. And he's on fast. It's uh, it's crazy. But, you know, again, mixed martial arts are a whole different world and a whole different landscape. At least I give him credit. Like, he, he dove in. He wanted to. There's a couple times he and I went at it. We wrestled and ended up, uh, you know, he, he was willing to get choked out. Let's just say that. Well, there you go. Uh, so how do we uh, – is <laughs> Baker of, Mayfield – A lot of guys willing. A no, sure. A lot of guys aren't willing. A lot of guys will, like, talk to talk. And when it's time to walk to walk, they're not willing. Odell was – Fully all in, like all in. And there were times he and I went at it, and he was like, he was ready to go. It was good. He was ready to get choked out. It was good. I was, I was impressed. Can't wow. wait to see the security tapes, Jay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. That, I mean, come on. It's going to be. People are looking for no, live he, events, hey, listen, man, he, <laughs> and, and taped events and whatever they can get. Players. 
most NFL players don't want to get choked or kicked or hit or punched or any of the stuff that we do. And, um, you know, he was like, he was all in. That's what I'm saying. He was, he was a little bit different than everybody else. Most guys want to train. They want to hit mitts and they want to hit the bag and they want to kick, but they don't want anybody hitting them back or they don't want anybody grabbing them. And they don't want anybody putting their hands on them. Odell is, uh, is more than willing. Who's the best guy you ever trained? Best NFL player you ever trained, bar none, you say this is the best. Who to fight? Believe yeah. it or not, um, uh, Deshaun Golston, Pro Bowl uh, safety from the uh, 49ers and Buccaneers. Deshaun was so incredibly explosive and athletic and mean and nasty, and yeah, I, I think he could have taken a punch. A lot of it, again, most of these guys want to throw, want to throw just at mitts or a bag without getting back. So I make everybody now kind of go in. We do a little thing called combo for combo, which is where it's a different set of nerves. When you spar with guys, uh, even if it's half, it's totally different. It's, it's kind of horrifying when somebody else is throwing, it's, it's, you know, punches back at you. And uh, it's one thing when it just happens, let's say a, an altercation happens. But for you to actually say, okay, we're going to get in the cage. We're going to have, you know, five three-minute minute rounds or three five-minute rounds, whatever we have. It's a totally different set of nerves. So Deshaun Golson's one. Um, Miles Garrett could fight. Yeah, no surprise there, we saw that. Yeah, his we hands saw are that. Violent. Oh man, his hands <laughs> are violent. But the other guy that I think would just—if you had a—if uh, you had a, a you know a sixteen-man total elimination right now, no weight class. Uh, I'll take Kyle Long over everybody. Wow, yeah, he's, he's a fun he's now dude too. Out. So yeah, he's, he's Kyle ready Long to get is after. a yeti. He's a yeti. He's a Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> he is the strongest son of a bitch who's ever put his hands on me ever. It's, it's not. I mean, oh my god! I always like to say Randy Couture has caught, caused two surgeries. Kyle Long's caused three. He is, oh man, he is so freaking strong. So if there was, um, you could probably have a sixteen-man tournament and put all sixteen together, and Kyle, Kyle, take it all fifteen at the same time. He's Jay Glazer, our buddy, NFL on Fox, the Unbreakable Performance Center, and, of course, MVP, Merging Vets and Players. That's vetsandplayers.org for all the good work Jay is doing there. Uh, on FS1 again tomorrow. We'll get to that uh, in a second. You follow him on Twitter, at Jay Glazer. No, it's tonight. Uh, it's no, tonight. It's coming no, it's 930 tonight. tonight. Yeah, no, it's coming up in, like, two hours. Yes. Jay is, like, going to yeah. finish with us and then do the show. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I advanced <laughs> yeah, it. I forget what day it is promoted. anymore, Jay. Terrible promoters. All you guys try and do, you don't try and promote. You just try and, your little Twitter guy over there. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who was the guy who came on? Thursday. Wait, wait a minute. Who was the guy who came on the show and didn't know what time the show was on? <laughs> that was you. No, I know what time the show is on. It's tonight. <laughs> no, I know it's not. But when you, you came on that. saying tomorrow night, tonight. Yeah, no, I, I accidentally <laughs> advanced it because I keep thinking it's Wednesday. That whole holiday thing, Jay. So where are, you, where are you saying that? I don't know what time my show is. No, that was no, last when, time. When you first remember the whole thing that came, obviously the big news thing that you know that, that we had going on, when you said, oh, the show is coming up. So, oh, what time is the show on? Do you guys know what time the show is on? Oh. It was really funny. Wait, how long ago was that? That was, <laughs> that was like two weeks ago. That was ago. The, uh, the Allen news. <laughs> dude, dude, I just got done telling you I've trained with 1,200 NFL players <laughs> and Randy Couture and Chuck Liddell. I can't remember yesterday, dude. I'm punching. Nine thirty tonight. Jake Laser getting after. It. I'm admitting I'm punchy. Like, you know, head injury is real. Yes, 
Oh my goodness! Two weeks ago, are you oh. me? So hey, so what do you, what do you got coming up tonight in a couple hours? Say that again. What do you got coming up tonight in a couple hours? I got a television show coming up on FS1. It's myself and uh, Lane Johnson and Ryan Rivera, our MVP uh, Hero of the Week, Elliot Ruiz. Actually, Elliot Ruiz and his crew saved, um, I think, seven American POWs. Uh, he is a special individual. Oh wow, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Jay Glazer with us, Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio. Don't forget, check it out. It's tonight in a couple tonight. hours, just so we know. It's, it's tonight. tonight. Hey, uh, one other player I want to get to here for a couple minutes here. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins today uh, talked about his future and how much he's liking life uh, right now, looking forward to playing with Kyler Murray. And he said, listen, I think I'm the best wide receiver in the NFL, and if I was able to have other quarterbacks throwing to me like Julio Jones and Matt Ryan, my numbers would be right up there. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you see him? Is he the best right now in your mind? You like DeAndre Hopkins, number one wide receiver yeah, in the NFL? I think he is. I think he has the strongest hands in the NFL. Uh, plays through injuries, man. I think he is. Uh, DeAndre is different. He's one of those guys that just—he's a freak of nature. He's a—he's a bad mismatch for any cornerback out there. I don't care who the DB is. He's a bad mismatch. Well, I like that he—he he went and said, "If I had a better quarterback, I look at what I could do," which mm-hmm. kind of boosts him to a whole other level. I'm a little right? surprised at that. I'm a little surprised at that because um, he must have been talking about it all overall. Because obviously Deshaun is fantastic. Yeah. So, no, he was so talking about earlier about in his Watson. career, I think, was what he meant. He wanted That's something. He, yeah. he definitely was not talking about Deshaun Watson. There's no doubt about it. Deshaun yeah. is a you know top-five quarterback. All right, Jay. So, uh, lastly, we had the big rule changes we thought we were going to get in the NFL that wound up getting canceled out, and, and that is the 4th and 15 proposal. Instead of an onside kick, we could see uh, a team try to make a 4th and 15, and the pass interference replay rule is dead. I, I could tell you have thoughts on the 4th and 15 proposal. <laughs> no, I just have thoughts on officiating as a whole. Just, okay. Uh, like, we just, guys, we keep going around and around. We don't, I mean, you guys could, we, we could, they could book us today, and you and I are tonight, and be like, they just told us, they just gave us a whole seminar, we still have no idea what they're talking about. But it, it's confusing, and I think they're confused, and you know, there's there's just not a lot of consistency in it. That's the problem. You want consistency, and I think when it's simpler, it's better. And they don't make it simple. You know, we had Mike Pereira on the show earlier this week, and he comes on. We talk rule change. He's and he and he gave us a really interesting comment when he said, "You know, guys, things that always come up from teams that teams present, they never seem to get okayed." That it, I can always tell if some if a team is going to push this forward to be voted on, it's almost never going to get okayed, and we're going to be you know move back to something else and some other kind of result from it. Because everybody wants it to be their idea, so when it's somebody else's idea, they push back. It's just kind of you know it, it, that happens a lot in human law, but a lot of times it's you you could especially with the egos of the NFL, if you have something you love but somebody else presents it first, all of a sudden you were like, No, that's a terrible idea. If it came from you, you'd think it's a great idea. Um it, it's just it's just how it is when you're dealing with all the egos. I have one more quick one with officials, Jay. We've been talking about getting players and, and owners and everybody trying to come up with plans. Are we forgetting to include uh, the officials union as to what their thoughts are on all this? Officials union? Why are we asking the officials union? Well, but in terms of being, their safety and everything, in terms of getting back on a field. Oh, oh, oh no, no, shoot. I, I don't, it, it's not real to them. I think it's, 
you know, whatever the NFL decides. It, and listen, I know everybody wants to come back and now and in the stands, and are we going to have fans here? Are we going to play? Listen, this is this is not a football issue. This is a human issue. This is way bigger than football. This is a life issue. So you know, I don't want anybody to use football as politics. I, I just want people to, you know, think about loving themselves up during this time. And and I understand that we need, you know, we want some normalcy. But when we don't know the answers, we have no idea what the answers are going to be in six months from now. And we're trying to figure it out. Let's not try and do that. It makes zero sense for us to do that. It will only drive you crazy when we don't have the answers right now and what they're going to be six months from now. You can follow him on Twitter, at Jay Glazer. That is at Jay Glazer. Don't forget tonight, 9.30 p.m. Pacific on FS1. 9.30 p.m. Pacific. 9.30 p.m. Pacific. Sir, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> my show at 12.30 Eastern time? Yeah, 12.30 Eastern, 9.30 Pacific. They think of me. <laughs> it buried me. Check it out tonight and also all the great stuff Jay is doing, vetsandplayers.org, on Twitter as well, at Jay Glazer. And don't forget tonight, 9.30 p.m. Pacific. Appreciate you, Jay. Thanks a bunch, Jay. All right, see you, buddy. (laughs) See you, buddy. (laughs) When did I say that? I don't remember. That was three Ah. weeks ago. (laughs) No, hey, look, it's it's a good explanation. I just just felt bad because, you know, I I had it in my head, you know, that today was Wednesday. Sure. Hey. Thursday night show. I, I always have to – any time when I, when I start the show and we start an hour, i got to think, okay, today is Wednesday. Okay, yeah, no, today is Tuesday. All right, I've today been pretty is good. That's, I, that is, I think, my first slip. That's all right. Oh, but so, no, come on. Like, like, what kind of slip do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? Well, in terms of what day it was, buddy. Oh, I mean, oh okay. I, okay. All right. I'm not no, talking all together. I mean, no, 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 no. Of course not. Listen, no, Jameis, I thought that was a really – yeah, that was very good. <laughs> James. Uh, <laughs> wow. Twitter, I'm a 30-30 guy. What do you want? I keep That's all. Hey, Mike Harmon, he will keep both sides in the game. That's what he does. Uh, we got more coming up in 90 seconds, but first. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. 
They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Jay Glazer just killing it with us earlier. I mean, I, I didn't know that he would go with those three when I asked him, what three NFL players have you trained, unbreakable MMA, that would be the best MMA fighters? And he gave three people that I would have never thought. Well, the key I, was I, getting the data as to who he's trained. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, the key is to you know who's what I mean. Like right, if, exactly. if you know who's yeah. been in and out, and I know yeah. some of the names, and we've talked about them here on the on the show, and 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 certainly we know Jay a while, and he's come into the studio and talked. Uh, yeah, Garrett Garrett would have been on the medal stand, man. There's there's no question about that. But the others, yeah, uh, perhaps a little bit of a deeper dive. Uh, so if you missed it, uh, go Fox Sports Radio on Twitter. We're going to have that posted up in a few minutes. Also going to replay the interview back later on and. Hey, at your leisure, you can get it, our best of podcast on iTunes. Now, a big conspiracy theory is being thrown out there about the NBA playoffs and the sudden desire to have a play-in at the end of the Western Conference, at least. And I don't know why they're not mentioning a play-in at the Eastern Conference. Uh, Let's uh, why why do we have that? But uh, there's a (laughs) lot of talk now that the reason the NBA is trying to push this instead of having one through eight in the playoffs in each conference when it begins is because the NBA wants to find a way to get Zion Williams into the playoffs as he has become one of the must-see players in the league. Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider, said that earlier today, went on the Hoop Collective podcast and said, you know, I've kind of heard this is what the NBA is thinking. I'm not saying that the NBA is going this route. I'm just saying that I've already heard the scenario. No matter what happens, it'll be the cutoff line will be will be the Pelicans. They'll be in. And I said, well, 
then it will be the first time in the history of the NBA that that the that the league kicked the ball into the fairway for New Orleans. Yeah, you can't get the Knicks in too. Why not? Why not? If you're getting Zion, get the Knicks in. Why can't the Knicks can get in? Get, put the Knicks in the playoffs. Be that be just really as interesting. Get that far? Come on, the Knicks. Listen, they're the only Knicks 24 are, games under 500. Come on, dude, we're 21 and 45. We are like two games away from being 22 <laughs> and 46. I mean, we are just getting that close, you know. Now, look. Now, now, honestly, is this being done specifically to get Zion in the playoffs? I'd say it's kind of a combination of, of a couple of things. Is that yes? Would they want to see Zion in? Yeah, and I think that's a especially big, against Luca, which is all yeah. the scenarios that you keep seeing. Yeah, oh, of absolutely. course. I, I, I can see, and I understand it, and I get it with the NBA. But it's not so much that as it is, and this is the business standpoint of, okay, we want to make money back when the NBA returns, right? We're already lost money. We want to make money back. When the first NBA action resumes, the first real action, they're going to have to go right to the playoffs. Regular season is just not going to happen. Whatever that is, people are going to go crazy to watch it. So if people are going to go crazy anyway, why are we going to start with LeBron and Kawhi and – Giannis, and why not have a play-in that everybody's going to watch anyway? And look at this. We got more games. We got more TV revenue. We got more interest. And we're showing you the worst teams in the Western Conference trying to battle their way into the playoffs. So th- this is not so much, oh, we got to get Zion because more people. People are going to watch no matter what. So, no, right. hey, let's figure this out. And Zion yeah. would be the drawing card to get people to watch. But getting this in, people are going to watch anyway. So why not have them watch crappy teams play to get in? And then we get to the main part where even more people. People are going to see it. Right. We're get the build up and give them another week uh, to reacclimate to uh, one another and, and get ready for the the stretch run. Right. Because it, it'll be an aggressive schedule once they finally do uh, put a calendar together. So want to make sure uh, if you can buy LeBron and Kawhi and everybody else in the load management era a couple extra days, you're going to try to do that. And for public sentiment you know having zion who's an industry in unto himself here in his entrance to the nba uh with even a, a one or two games back uh, here's the montage and video of what he was doing hanging out at home yeah it's a beautiful thing and a, and a win for the nba Twitter at how about a fresco? Mike at Swollen Dome. But you notice how you only hear the Western Conference, right? Yeah, we're, eh, the East. I know you're not like like we can't. Funny, we can't funny, make the it legit. Bulls get in under this scenario. <laughs> Ah, okay, or or the or it's Charlotte barely, barely ahead. I mean, depending on how they play it, I mean, it's it's a mess. <laughs> hey, and you could say, listen, watch the Bulls playoff game, and we'll show an encore episode of Last Dance following oh, the just, game. Well, if they take the NHL model, though, the Knicks do get in. <laughs> Twitter at how about a fresca? Hey, why got to get the Knicks in? If you're going to get Zion, and get the Knicks in. Uh, coming up next, we got a big story out of Major League Baseball. Something done today I didn't think was possible from the players. That's next, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I hate that song. It is hour two of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! Live from the Geico Studios. Although we're apart these days, we're sharing more, and Geico's sharing more, too, with the Geico Give Back, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for both current and new customers that last your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback. That's geico.com slash giveback for info and eligibility. You know, I want to say this real quick, Mike, because but before we get into this big story out of baseball that I'm really surprised happened, is when someone trends, there's certain things I, I really... 
I, see, the thing is, I want to say this, but I don't want to be that guy. People go, oh, what a jerk. Okay. <laughs> but like certain things like on Facebook right now, really, nobody cares if you were nominated to post the 10 albums that influenced you throughout your life without any pictures, words, or anything else. No one's challenged you. No, no, one, what, no one cares about those challenges that you get. I was challenged. But it doesn't matter. You're just taking up space on the internet and on Facebook. Okay, so there's you that. You say that like it's wrong. Oh, that's going to give them a little bit of fulfillment it's, it's, in their lives good christ it's man. everybody in in my feet i was nominated by so-and-so to post an album a day for well, the d- next you know what days. you can just write when it gets to you i decline the nomination no no one's going to nominate me because they know i ain't going to do it because all <laughs> it, what, 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 if, if you're not going to write anything about it what does it matter I, I was challenged with no words no meaning no nothing just a picture what 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 what, is, what does that do what, what, what does that do? You're putting a picture on a, Okay, great. So now I got to go in. Why did this influence you? Why not just say, I was challenged. Here's why this album influenced me. It, it and is give borderline a the, uh, the equivalent of the, wow, what a day. Give a reason. Yeah, I know. Oh, I have a secret. Oh, I hope tomorrow tomorrow could be a big day. Oh, now I got to go. Why is tomorrow big? Because you want people to ask you. Let me see who my friends are. Let me see how many people I can get to get in on this thread. Listen, I am a content guy. You and me are content guys. If you post a picture of something that's just sitting there for no reason, give me content. Give me what. Why did this influence you? Maybe I learn a little bit about you or something. But no, 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 no. It's just like why we friend request people we haven't talked to in 20 years. No, no, nobody wants to say hi. What do you want from me? No, no, no. I'm just going to request you, but I haven't talked to you in 20 years. But it doesn't matter. I just want to request that we're friends. But don't you want to see what I've been up to? No, no, no. I'll get it from your feed. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll learn about you over time, like making cotton candy. It looks like there's nothing, and then suddenly, oh, I have your entire life on this stick. All right, so that's the first thing. Right? That's the first thing. I really. have your life on a stick. Yes. That might be one of your f- best one-liners I ever. You, I got your life on a stick right here, buddy. No, but I mean, it's, really. It's I see better that than a go, world on oh. a stick. String. I got your life on a stick. <laughs> Would you rather swing on a star? Yeah, you down there too, yeah. Um, you know, and the funny thing is, my uh, my aunt, who is you know, she's like a professional Facebooker. Like she finds all the great memes, everything else. She puts out on there a couple of days ago. She goes, "I was challenged to post seventy five photos in seventy five days of my favorite hieroglyphics that were found over the years in foreign countries." <laughs> and it's like for three days, she would just post. A rock with a drawing on. <laughs> I'm going to unfollow you, know, you for the next 72 hours. Yes, but let me know why Billy Joel glass houses. Uh, just the picture of it influenced your life. Let me see. You know, it's never good albums, too. It's never something that's like, oh, here's Ride the Lightning. Here's Appetite for Destruction. No, no, no. It's got to be something cool, man. It's got to be an album that nobody buys. It's got to be It's got to be something like that Weezer did. Or, you know, it's got to be something that really has deep cuts on it. It's got to be something uh, to influence who I am, man. These songs that really aren't good songs, but because they're not good songs, they seem cool. Because there's that whole thing, too. People conflate uh, just because a song isn't popular or oh, must be cool. Right? It's, uh, oh, but it's not popular, so it's cool. So I can't listen to it. All hey, right, so there's a that. question before we yeah. continue. Yeah, who yeah, yeah. hurt you? No, I'm just saying. In other words, you know, who was the person from 20 years ago? No, no, just... no. Listen, because this Edger and James thing today, because of the Denzel Washington stuff. Okay, so this is what it gets to this. So today, Edger and James starts trending on Twitter. I'm like, okay, why is Edger and James trending? It's kind of fun. You know, Edger and James is trending because Bob Ursay did a fun quiz to um, help restaurants. It, it, it doesn't matter. He was doing something fun for charity. And he said the first person to reply with the right answer to this, uh, you know, or, or 
for whoever responds to this, I'm going to pick a winner and help them out and give them a gift certificate to a restaurant. Something like that. He asked a trivia question online, basically. Sure. What it was. It was, what Colts player was the first player to have his own custom-made stereo and TV system in his locker? And the answer was Edger and James. And I'm going, oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty funny. But, of course, to click on Edger and James, I got to go through the first 50 people who all post when I saw Edger and James trending. And, of course, it's the Denzel gif of, oh, oh, everything is cool. The one you've seen a million bleeping <laughs> times. I don't uh, – okay, give me a different if, – if you're bent on being that guy, that's got – I got to put something – oh, I thought somebody was dead when I saw him on Twitter because I got to be the first of the first million people to say, oh, I thought this guy – was dead but he turns out not to be give me a different shift than the denzel one i mean give me a, hey great denzel story today awesome stuff west hollywood we'll mention that later on but just give me a different shift than the denzel oh, oh everything is uh, just give me a different one than that and i don't need 50 of them i gotta why is that why is is edger and james trying to scroll 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 another denzel picture another denzel another denzel so those are the two things i kind of want to just get off my chest there buddy and exhale Ooh, I do. I'm going to take a drink of my Diet Dr. Pepper. Hang on. That's kind of a big mm. deal right there. I mean, you really – that was building for you. It you was. Just, did, did you pause to celebrate the career it of Edgar was. and James, though? I mean, really oh, a dude, vastly underrated running back. I mean, there was there was a couple of years where he was your number one pick in fantasy, Edger and James. Oh, he's a beast. Oh, he was fun. Edger and James, oh. And the and, gold um, grill, I mean, come on. Yeah, he did. He had a great grill. He did have a great grill. And now he had a stereo and a TV at his yeah. locker. Come on, a guy with four years of at least 1,500 rushing yards? Mm-hmm. Oh, he was, he was terrific. But I want to know, no, I, I didn't know NFL players like to hang out in the locker room that long. They all like to get dressed and go. And here's Edger and James. Yeah, I got stereo. I got TV. I'm going to hang out and watch a couple of shows and maybe just kind of hang times, out. man. Maybe that was more, you know, <laughs> maybe you hung a little bit before, before and after practices and after games. No, you could you be know, right. It's a sanctity of a locker room. Maybe yeah, that's been lost. You could be right about that, I guess I. Uh, so, again, I'm glad I got those things out. Okay, good. Okay, you, and, as long as you're ooh. feeling a little bit better about life, buddy, because yeah, I, yeah, I was worried about you there for yeah. a minute. Uh, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. And now to something that I am really surprised the narrative has been flipped so fast in this story. I, earlier today, uh, baseball super agent, really sports super agent, but baseball mainly, super agent Scott Boris uh, put out advice to his clients, Max Scherzer being one of them, Max Scherzer who tweeted last night, hey, we're not taking less money uh, from the owner, so you can take that offer and just stick it. Uh, Boris tweeted out to his clients, don't bail out baseball owners by taking less money. He wants all of his clients to, to sit back and, and dig in because there's enough money from the owners to pay out baseball players to be able to play in a shortened season. And this is what surprised me, Mike, because, you know, we've talked about this this week, is that it's hard to get past the image of greedy players in Major League Baseball compared to any other sport because baseball is a gentleman's game. It's a millionaire's game. And whenever there is labor strife, and let's face it, there's more labor strife in Major League Baseball than there is in any other sport. Every few years it's, well, there comes potential strike or a lockout or something else. Yeah, I mean, they've always had the 11th hour yeah, sessions to figure it out. But, yeah, it always seems to be on the verge. Yeah, well, not in 1994 they didn't. Uh, well, but, the, the, but, I mean, it's been a minute since yeah, that. I mean, no, everybody it has. Else is, everybody it has. else has had their labor things since. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're, you know, they're not alone. But it, it seems that, that there, there's the potential for chaos. Far right. More frequently. And, and, but in, and in baseball, we're ready to blame the players right away. 
right? Like I said, because it's a gentleman's game, it's a millionaire's game. NFL players put their bodies on the line. They sacrifice a down quality of life later on for what they're doing now. NBA players, same thing. It's a man's game in the NBA. And we, we want that players should get what, everything they should get. NFL players should get everything they should get. But in, the end, in, in Major League Baseball, it's just different. Because it, it and you can't change it because perception is reality. And what the players have done in the past few days is found a way to flip that narrative that, you know what? Owners can suck it up and they can pay us because they have the money, whether it was players like Blake Snell and Bryce Harper. Because, look, when these guys talk, everybody listens. In the beginning, it was, okay, yeah, look at Blake Snell. You know, is he really making a great point? Now Bryce Harper's backing him up. And wait a minute, here comes Max Scherzer. Here comes Scott Boris. But that overall message of the owners have the money and you know not every year can you clear 700 million dollars so you know maybe you have to take 100 million dollars out and pay everybody out or 150 million or you have to be able to withstand for this one year only 300 million dollars less than you're going to make from your team i'm sorry but that's how it goes sometimes you have a bad year in business and you have to suck it up it's not like you're not making money hand over fist every other year you have owned a baseball team and all of them, they all make money they all make tons and gobs of money but they just don't want to say hey let me give it out to the players here but they have flipped that narrative so much so to where as as this negotiation goes on they are winning that pr battle of you know what the owners have money the owners have money. They can suck it up and pay the players. We're all struggling in the coronavirus pandemic. Yes, the players are millionaires, but the owners are billionaires. They can give them money. And to flip it like that is amazing. And they've done that in the span of the past three or four days. Something I thought, it's like pushing a, 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 a trying to push a rock to the top of the hill and it comes all the way back down. Rock up to the top and all the way back down. Up to the top, all the way back down. And they're succeeding to do it right now. Well, I think one of the, the big things, though, is they need, they need to shut up. Uh, I think that would be the the one piece of advice I'd make if I were in the committee and and I'd tell Max Scherzer this as well is the public opinion, you know, that court is still going to you're all at fault. Right. If it doesn't get played, there's enough blame for all y'all when it when it's all said and done. And because there's more than like eight people, it becomes an all y'all. But the the fact is that you've got the players and member Snell and, and he took heat, even though he put it in the terms of health and risk assessment and what he's willing to do. And that's really what it's all about. Right. What's trying to figure out what the best risk assessment is, not telling everybody to stay inside, not telling anybody to cower in fear. It's the all right. What makes sense for all of us to get back? And if you're the commodity in this case that's what the players are you know you have power and and like unlike any other so make sure it doesn't become petty just relate if you're going to go to the press make sure you're relaying and spitting facts i mean that's the leak of this boris memo that gets out there is here's just the strategy they make a lot of money and we know this because i mean how many guys baseball writers have trumpeted Everything that's gone right with the sport the last few years in terms of attendance and TV ratings and the money that's being generated, uh, right? $11 billion, right, is what the the estimate is. So it's awful hard to, to walk any of that back. So for the players saying, hey, we need to get ours, folks will be mad. 
They're still going to get their blame. But, yeah, they've at least moved it back, I think, a little more towards center. So it's not all one-sided. But in the end, it's still going to be, all right, I took how much less for work or I had to take days off, weeks off, or I got laid off altogether or the business shut down. People are going to be pissed if there's not a you know a baseball game to go sit in, uh, sit in the stands, or even just to watch on television. Uh, and I don't think anybody's going to escape blame. Mm. Well, and you know the thing is, is because you're right. It's not that everybody everybody's going to be on the player side, but more people will be on the player side than normal, and that's not something that baseball is used to. Wait a minute, now we're you know now suddenly the owners are fighting and and we're backpedaling trying to gain control of narrative, but. You know what would be fantastic? If I got all the owners in a room, I would tell this to them. I would say, listen, you guys want to be heroes? You guys want to do one thing one time and no one's ever going to blame you for anything ever again? And they, I would get their attention, and I so now suddenly I'm Tony Robbins, and I, I'd have their attention. I would say, <laughs> walk I across some coals. I want you to say with me right now. I would say, do you want everybody to love you forever? And no one's, and no matter what you do, people are going to go, yeah, but they did this. How much money did you guys all make? And I'd go all the way around there. How much money do you make a year off your baseball team? And I would get, you know, $200 million, $400 million, $600 million, $800, whatever it is. More from the big market teams, less from the small market teams. But, but with everything else going into, it's big money. And so in the last 10 years, you've made how much money for, off of your team? A uh, billion and a half dollars, you know, $2 billion, uh, $5 billion, whatever it is. I would say, okay, you want to win everybody over to your side forever. You say, okay. We're going to have this baseball season, and everybody's getting their salary. And that's it. And that's all you have to do. And suddenly, the the, the seas will part for you, and it's going to be, look at the owners. They have that money, and look what they're doing. They're giving up X millions amount of dollars to pay their players this year. They're giving up $120 million, what the average payroll is of a baseball team. Some are giving up more than that. Some are giving up less than that. They're going to pay all their payers, and you know what? Pay them in full. Pay them every single dime of what they you owe them. You could do that for a year. You could do that and say, you know, and you never and no one will ever criticize you again. No one will. Players are are going to kowtow to you in any future negotiation because you gave them their salaries all full up during coronavirus. You can afford to do it. You could do it. You could be heroes for a generation if you did that. And any kind, any time, some kind of. Uh, player strife or any kind of collective bargaining comes up, it's going to be, remember we paid you all your money during the coronavirus year when there was hardly any baseball and you got paid in full. Garrett Cole got $35 million. Brett Gardner got all $10 million. You can do it just once. Just do it once, and yeah, you're losing money, but you have money, so it's okay. And you will buy that goodwill that will never end. Boom, I've just solved it. Look at you. You just spent that? a lot of money. Nicely done. Uh, look, I, we fight a lot with Seth, right, when he comes on. But Seth, I like Seth's idea. Whatever the games are, that's the proration. That's what you get, right? You get a, 100% of your 110 games. So essentially yours for games played, right? So here in good faith, we're not going to shave you down to 22%. Because what's that going to do? All that's going to do is entrench them for the next CBA, which happens when? Oh, the end of next year. 
Not to mention, you've just obliterated the minor leagues. We've had all the horror stories of layoffs, furloughs, all these guys getting released, which we're probably going to get released anyway. But now they have no potential to get picked up the way things stand. And for a lot of players, it's probably the end of their baseball road. That's a tough way for that to end, reality. But, you know, a tough way for that to go. So uh, you're trying to find find wins here, man, and find a common ground, recognizing how catastrophic it is for your sport. I mean, not to play the violins and all, but it takes a long time recover, to recover from any lengthy suspension of play. Now, the, you can't do anything about the decisions related to the coronavirus thus far. But once you're back in stadiums, I mean, the onus is on you to get something done or it's a bad look because a lot of folks are going to vote with their wallets and they'll go pick up another sport. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. I've just solved the Major League Baseball uh, dispute right now. I just solved it in the last five minutes. I like minutes. that. How it only that? took you several hundred millions dollars to make it happen. <laughs> of, of not my money. I'm great not, at spending well, no, other I mean, money. hey, you spent other people's money. That's good. <laughs> uh, all the latest news from the NBA. We have one of our special insiders coming up next. Is everything they're planning really going to work? Are we really getting a play-in series in the Western Conference just to get Zion in? Keep it right here. That's next on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where, boy, do we have a fun NBA topic to get into. Uh, Brian Windhorst, VSPN, let it slip on a podcast earlier today that he's heard that whatever plan the NBA has for when they return, it's going to involve the Pelicans somehow in the playoffs, whether it's a play-in to make sure Zion gets in so the NBA can sell Zion and get him in the playoffs. We've only heard about the Western Conference potentially having a plan. I don't know why we're not going to do that in the East. I mean, come on, let's get the Knicks in. Uh, But is this really the case? Are we really going to see the NBA just say, yeah, we want Zion in and we don't care who knows it? Joining us now on the hotline, a guy we have on the show every week, even though we get a lot of emails that say don't have him on, and we say we want him on, I don't care who knows it. It's LA Times NBA insider extraordinaire, Dan Wakey. Dan, what's happening, bud? You guys have been getting my emails then. That's great. Yes, every day. Every, <laughs> Crashing yourself. Yeah. I mean, hey, sometimes hey, before, I go to my spam. Before we go NBA, real quick, um, Jason, I know you are now a sports documentary impresario. Yes. Um, the, um, did, you, did you find Lance Armstrong to be more or less credible the longer his hair is? Because I felt like the longer his hair is, I find him to be more credible. <laughs> Well, I mean, it means he was letting the image go, man. He was he was not embracing the Lance Armstrong me mad at the world. I'd say that, by the way. Like, there were, I, I was when I watched it on Monday. Uh, like, when the hair was short, I'm like, oh, this guy's lying through his teeth. <laughs> and when the hair was a little longer, he seemed a little more earnest. Yeah, you know what you need if you want to seem earnest and, and you wear glasses, right? Because that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, hey, you seem smart if you wear. If he was wearing glasses, none of this would have happened. If he was wearing glasses, he would have looked like he was being deposed. <laughs> I think. <then. laughs> like, I think mean, that would have been full deposition away. Um, uh, he did have a couple of great moments uh, in there uh, for the under a million that watched it. Evidently, Dan and I are two of them. Yeah. Uh, you had when he was first introduced with the. Uh, USPS team. I, I yep. look like he'd rather just uh, crawl into a hole than be part of that uh, when mm-hmm. he had started reading from his notes there. Uh, but I did like when they asked him the question about whether doping 
might have caused his cancer. Like there, that was the his eyes yeah. got really wide. Like, hey man, I didn't think that question was coming. Damn. Yeah, I enjoyed it um, mostly just because I enjoy fringe. Like, I mean, like I enjoy it because like I like hearing him like talk like such a tough guy. And then you like you remember yourself like oh like he's a cyclist. And that's not to say, like, a full-on, like, shot. <laughs> You're going to get like, mad at the end of uh, PCH, man. People are going to come yeah, get you. I know. Like, I mean, like, cycling is hard. And, like, that's, like, the Tour de France is dangerous. Like, I get it. But, I mean, like, he's not, like, like it was. there was never a jackass episode where Johnny Knox was like, <laughs> I'm going to ride my bike for 20 miles. Like, no, because right? like, you, know you don't return kicks or get hit by a fastball or something like that. Like, yeah, no, because the worst thing about those bikes is sitting on an uncomfortable as hell seat. I couldn't sit on that one of those seats bad. for five minutes. That is bad. Like, <laughs> that when, you're, be... like when, when the right cheek falls asleep and then you scoot over a little bit to the left cheek and then that falls asleep and then it's just game over. That would be my own Tour de France. They could say to me, hey, we will give you the victory of the Tour de France. What do I have to do? You have to ride five miles sitting on that uncomfortable-ass hard seat. I would say, oh, I'm not going to win. Sounds more like a tour de pants, if you ask me. And now I'm done. (laughs) Uh, Tip your waiters and waitresses, everybody. He's Dan (laughs) Wojcicki. Two shows nightly for the rest of the week. Um, So, hey, so is is this really, are you hearing the same things, the NBA, no matter what they plan, Zion's in? Not no matter what, necessarily. I just think that, so, um, yeah, like there's a lot of momentum to um, have more than 16 teams be there. And obviously, Zion Williamson's inclusion, the Pelicans' inclusion, is part of that calculus. But I also think like that calculus is larger in the sense that I think that they just don't want to a go in and directly have playoffs. I think they want to play like I mean as many games as they can still, and have it be credible. Um, so that's why you hear things like the sort of like World Cup grouping idea, which is real. Um, you know, you hear about a twenty-team playoff where you add the the four teams chasing in the Western Conference. And did the 16 team playoff? Um, nobody from the East, um, where you kind of deem that those teams were those teams were in it, and and may, and maybe and, and it's like yeah, maybe they have a little group play, or maybe there is, you know, or, or another option is, um, you know, you do have five or six games in the regular season played, and you don't necessarily invite all 30 teams to play. And maybe it's 26 teams that come. You know, I, I think I think the things that I'm hearing right is that. I think most people understand that 30 teams is too many. That generally speaking, right, for this to work, like the less that the less amount of people you have there, the less amount of people you have to quarantine, the less amount of people you have to stay at, like the Magic Jamboree Inn or whatever, the better, right? Like that. I think there's that understanding. Um, but like, sort of the flip side of that is that the more games you play, the more money it's worth to everybody too. So I think they're trying to serve both those masters. And fortunately for the Pelicans, and ultimately fortunately for the NBA. Um, they're right in the middle of those things, right? Is like New Orleans is right there. There, if you are going to expand, New Orleans is going to be a part of it. If it, you know, um, and if you're fighting the uh, the idea of just having sixteen games, sixteen teams, and just starting the playoffs, um, and you don't want that, that means New Orleans is probably in, and, and that means Zion Williamson, that means Lonzo Ball, and uh, that means um, you, you know, I, I think another star that they can market. Yeah, so so is this going to be – because we've all heard, oh, yeah, get that plane in the West and the West. Uh, shouldn't they be doing that for the East too? Or, or is this going to be, hey, listen, sorry, but look, we all know the East is terrible. I mean, I've not heard one thing where it's going to be, hey, play in for both the East and the West. It's just been the West. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to look at proximity to um, to making the playoffs right. will be how they justify it. Um, 
You know, I mean, I don't think like, gosh, um, first it's like, let's announce me to find for the Sacramento. I don't think there's like a huge clamoring, right, for like the Sacramento Kings to make the playoffs, right? Like, I, I, I don't think that's a, 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 that doesn't move any needles in terms of, you know, ratings or anything like that. But, you know, the standings say that the Kings are in this in that sense, right? Like the Kings, I'm, I'm pointing at the standings here real quick. You know, the Kings are three and a half back of Memphis. Um, just like just like Portland, just like New Orleans, and the Spurs are four back, right? Um, three back in the loss column. And then you go to the Eastern Conference, and you look at the Washington Wizards, and they're five and a half games back, five in the loss column. Um, behind them is the Hornets, who are you know nine or seven games back, and then eight games back are the Bulls. It's just like those teams just aren't as close. And and I think um, that would be the justification for doing it. Now, is it fair? Um, I mean, I would say it's probably harder to win games in the Western Conference, you know. Yeah, but, so but the I Wizards would, uh, are. But you said the Wizards are the Wizards are five games back, but you're going to put the Spurs half, in, who yeah. are four games back. I mean, so really, it's one game. Oh, sorry, that's the cutoff right. to put the Spurs. I, I mean, that. I mean, it's going to have to be arbit- I mean, it's going to have to be arbitrary at a certain point, right? Like the Suns are only two for, two games further back, right? Than mm-hmm. than than San Antonio, um, and, and that's why. I mean, I do think there are scenarios, right, that are floating around that are asking these questions that are saying like. All right, do we just look at the teams that are, like, way out of it, right? Like Minnesota, Golden State, um, you know, Cleveland, Atlanta. Do we, do we look at those teams, Detroit, and, you know, the beloved Knicks, and, uh, and say... <laughs> well, I mean, we got to be able to get the Knicks in, it's, right? If you're going to get Zion in, get the Knicks in. I mean, yeah, I guess. Sure. <laughs> sure. Why not? Sure. 24 games um, on yeah, you we know complain I mean? about teams going seven and nine in the and, NFL. And I will say this too, which is kind of like, and I don't think this is part of the calculus, but this is part of like sort of my equation, like sort of the disaster scenario here for the NBA in terms of like the credibility of the season is. Let's just say the Knicks do come back and like somehow make this like in they're in their play-in tournament and they make the playoffs. Like the one way that this like doesn't get credible is like let's say like Julius Randle goes nuclear for for ninety days. And the Knicks win the title somehow. You know what I mean? Some team that, like, you know, is 32 games out of first place, you know, when the league was suspended, somehow sneaks in and, and wins. Now, the odds of this happening, um, and we discussed this on my Knicks Power Forward podcast this week, um, the odds of this happening are, are, are very low. Um, you know, it's a Ignisa's Brazdikis week this week on Knicks Power Forward. Oh, no. oh, okay, good. Oh, I can't wait. Um, but, yeah, no, I, like, I mean, I think the um, – I just, I just don't think that um, I, that's the asterisk, right? Like, that's the biggest asterisk that you could have is you have a team that, you know, really has no, no business being involved. And, and, you know, I think if a team's two and a half, three games out, um, then, you know, that's a little different. It's our buddy Dan Wojcicki, uh, Dan Wojcicki Sports on Twitter, the L.A. Times uh, NBA writer, joins us each and every week. Uh, Nick's Power Power Forward podcast, uh, you catch that. That's not a real thing. That is not a real thing. Well, week no, seven. I, I know, this but is, this I, is Dan's I'm speaking it into existence now. Yeah. This is Dan's week seven of a 45-week podcast of current Knicks power forwards. No, but that's <laughs> say, you, you, you put it out there. We're going to further the joke, but that's, we'll get everybody in your Twitter account and find uh, the reality. <laughs> uh, Chris Paul had the, the comments, right? He, he did an interview where he said, hey, we want to play. And that was yeah. the 12 guys that were on that call, right, which were all the heavy mm-hmm. hitters across the NBA. And in the middle of saying, hey, we want to play, he goes, well, I think we want to play. Uh, did we ever find out what the poll question was? Uh, results were uh for when they sent the hey do you want to play some basketball to everybody 
I have not seen the the official poll results. Um, I believe we're still in the exit polling. There's some some chads that still need to be counted and stuff like that. Um, the sense that I get from, from I do I do get the sense that like especially for the people that have really good reasons to play, right? And those are generally two reasons: either money, right, is a really a really strong motivator, or the the ability to compete for a title. Like th- those people, I, I I just I haven't heard a team in one of those two pools say like this isn't for us. Now again, like a team like the Warriors that has you know their sights set on next season and has been operating like their season's been over, you know since the end of March. It's it's just a, it's a different calculus. Like if they had to go back, like yeah, like they would use the time. They would look at some young players some more and and, and try to figure some things out. But it, it wouldn't be a. Um, I think it'd be hard to like bring them back and have them train for a month to play four games. And I think the NBA is cognizant of that, um, you know. And I think I think by and large that's what Damian Lillard was saying, right? Is like I don't want to come back and play four games and not have a chance to make the playoffs and not have a chance to do anything. It doesn't make any sense for me. And he's right; it doesn't. Um, you know, but that's you know, that's my thing, Dan. Is that all these players? You know, you talk about the NBA wanting to have this where they come back, not just to the playoffs. Look, Steve Kerr stood up for everybody a couple weeks ago, and he said, "Hey, we're in our off-season mode. We'll be good partners." But and I think he was mm-hmm. telling the league, "Hey, all these teams, we all stink. We're in the off-season. We don't want to come back and play." I think that could be a real bad optic for the NBA if they go, "Yeah, we're going to have everybody come back," and you have four teams that say, "Yeah, no, we're not going to do it." Yeah, I mean, I think, I think honestly, like the good news on that front is that like the notion of having everybody come back to, to, to play is sort of a pipe dream, right? Like that, that to me, of all the options that I've heard, like coming back 30 teams is like seems to be the least likely, um, you know, and it does feel like, um, you know, if you're handicapping them right now, it does feel like sort of like the 20 team option has sort of the most buzz right now. Um, that could change. I think we'll know more, obviously. Uh, the Board of Governors will talk tomorrow. Um, there's no real decision expected. Um, maybe next week we'll, we'll get a firm plan. Maybe it'll be the week after. But I think we're moving in that direction. And I, I just I don't believe that, you know, I just don't think they're going to put the Warriors in that position. Um, that doesn't mean they don't want to play a lot of games. Um, they do, right? Um, the more, like, again, the more they play, the more money they can make, the better they can, the better they can satisfy their, their television partners, um, both nationally and regionally. Um, so there are incentives to do it, um, but I think they're aware of the optics. And, and, you know, like that is like for sure a direct conversation I've had with some sources that are just like, we don't want these guys to train for a month and a half to come back and play three times. Like, right. And you can take that whether it's for a playing tournament, I believe, or, um, you know, 30 teams, you know, all trekking down to Orlando. I think, I think they're aware of both of those things and, and they're they're trying to find other ways around it. But I I think it's important to remember, Jason Mike, is that um, you know Adam Silver has said this like they are like pulling from a bag of bad ideas, right? Like that that none of the none of these none of these solutions are, are fully satisfactory. Mm-hmm. That they are they are working um, you know with imperfect solutions, and they're just trying to find the one that stinks the least. I, I like honestly, I think that's. I mean, like, I w- we had a conversation with some, you know, editors and stuff. Um, we were talking about <clears throat> the, the possibilities of, you know, one of the things that was out there is that we could seed the um, – we could do away with conferences and, because everybody's going to be in one place and seed things 1 through 16. And one of the one of the kind of the things that would happen if you do that is you would move the Clippers and the Lakers would be on opposite sides of the bracket, right? So if they played, it'd be for the NBA title, which <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I'm very excited to think about it. 
um, would be um, this amazing Los Angeles basketball moment, right? It's like you have the Lakers and the Clippers playing for the NBA title. Um, it's a hallway series. These two teams share Staples Center, and they're going to play 4,000 miles away from the market which they share. <clears throat> that is an imperfect solution. You, you know? Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Finish up what you're saying. No, please introduce me. Say, well, say no, it. no, you were saying something very prescient, and I, well, I, I just was, think I, I just you dropped the mic like, moment. They're all bad. Like they're all bad in their own special way. This is like my parents used to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> he is the one and only Dan Wojcicki. He is on Twitter at Dan Wojcicki Sports. That is at Dan Wojcicki Sports. L.A. Times, NBA insider extraordinaire, friend of the show. Dan, as always, buddy, appreciate it, my friend. Great stuff. We will talk to you soon. Have a great one. Hopefully, we have answers next week, guys. Hopefully, right. hey, big week. First week of June's a big week. Big week. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where today, kind of a story that makes you go, wait, wait, what? Wait, 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 what? Wait, wait, what happened? <laughs> uh, new Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins was on ESPN, and he talked about how excited he is about life with the Arizona Cardinals after his big trade and what they're looking forward to doing and playing with Kyler Murray. And then he said something that was pretty interesting. You know, not the fact that he says, I think I'm the best wide receiver in the league, but he said, you know, if earlier in my career I had better quarterbacks, things might have been a little different. We have that audio? I definitely think I'm the best. I know I'm the best. You know, Mike, my boy, I love Mike. We was chasing yesterday, but he know if I had Drew Brees my whole career, what these numbers would be. Julio Jones know if I had Matt Ryan my whole career. That's my boy. I trained with Julio, too. He know what these numbers would be. Okay, so here's DeAndre Hopkins saying, look, I'm the best wide receiver in the NFL. I disagree. I'll still take Michael Thomas over him, but I think he's the second best. And, look, we may come back, but by the time his career is over, we may look back at, at DeAndre Hopkins' career and go, man, he may wind up being like the second best wide receiver that we've seen in the last 20 years in the National Football League. But he's still mid-career. Michael Thomas, right now, what he's done, just completely blows away, really, what everybody else is doing. I mean, come on. The guy caught 149 passes last year. Yeah, he was catching passes from Drew Brees, but still, the guy caught 149 passes, 1,800 yards receiving. The guy just does it every year, despite the fact there's no other threats to worry about on the New Orleans wideouts. He's the only guy you got to worry about, and still, he catches 149 passes. But this is the interesting part, Mike, is that, look, I've, I've told you how great I think DeAndre Hopkins is, is that, but this is something you don't see wide receivers say. They're great. They're great. We're great. We're great. We're great. I'm, gr- I'm great. He's great. We're all great. But we need to have the good quarterback for us to be really good, which tells you really what it is about wide receivers in that if you have a good quarterback – you're going to put up numbers no matter who you are. If you have a bad quarterback, hey, if you can put up numbers, you look pretty good. But to really be a star and to succeed and achieve, you have to have a good quarterback, which tells you why quarterback is still the most important position on the field. It always will be. And wide receiver is going to be like running back in a couple of years, where why am I paying for a wide receiver when I can get a couple of good guys and rotate them in, and as long as I have a great quarterback – They'll make my wide receivers good. And where everybody's going to spend their money on offense now is going to be quarterback, offensive line. And that's going to be it. And, and wide receivers will be like running backs where the, the money they're going to get paid is going to come down because teams are going to say, we can get enough good wide receivers. As long as we get that quarterback, he'll make our wide receivers better. If he's upright, we have a good offensive line. It doesn't matter who the wide receivers are. That's where all the money's going to be spent and wide receivers are going to be like running backs. Yeah, I still think you're, you're elite I mean, maybe the the floor drops a bit again for guys that were getting big money that really shouldn't, uh, and we can do a laundry list of a bunch of those, uh, no question. But, but he's saying, look, I'm elite, and look what look at the numbers I put up with far inferior options. 
right? As we were talking with Jay Glazer, you know, you've got the greatness that is Deshaun Watson. That's undisputed. Uh, but I think this is also Hopkins saying, look how great I was with nothing. So give me someone good. Look at the ceiling that I have now. And that's a way to kiss Kyler Murray's ass while he's at it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I... Hope he's not talking about Deshaun Watson. I assume he's talking about everything he went through no, earlier on in his career. That, I gotta because imagine, I get yeah. it. Because like he, he's really hit it big, and that's one thing that wide receivers need to know. Hey, when I have it with a quarterback, I got to stay here or I wind up, you know, who knows what's going to happen to my career. Suddenly I'm catching 60 passes a year, and, and I'm just a guy. I'm a jag. Scatter really, shot guys, yeah. But that's the way it's going to be going in the NFL. We saw it with running backs, and now he said, look, the way the Cowboys have built their team to be competitive going offensive line and paying all kinds of guys, that's how it's going to go in, in the NFL. It's going to be solely quarterback, OL, and everybody else you'll be able to get by with. You'll see guards getting paid way more money than star wide receivers coming up soon. Twitter it how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. More NFL coming up later on in the show. But straight ahead, oh, why all the eyes are on Texas after their sports game-changing announcement earlier tonight. That's next on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. And today was a big day because this allows us to see the future of sports returning in the United States from a clearer perspective. And not only that, it actually allows us to see a scenario in which a lot of the negotiation that baseball is having with players and the NBA is going to have with players about the economic aspects of it may not be quite as dire as we've seen. Now, what could possibly have happened? Maybe you saw this earlier today that uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced that professional sports can return to the state. Okay, well, we've seen that from a lot of states, and this is where we're going, and everybody's figuring it out. But he is going to allow pro sports to return with 25% fan capacity, allowing teams to sell up to a quarter of the tickets they would normally have for their sports events. What this is, this accomplishes two things. First of all, this throws Texas into the mix of, hey, forget about these bubble cities in Orlando and Vegas and Arizona. They're not going to allow fans. Hey, guys, come play here. We'll allow fans. You can make some money on this. We'll allow you to have fans playing here. This is going to be great. You'll have fans. You can make more money. This will be fantastic. But the main thing this does, Mike, is that this opens things up that it may not need to be, hey, this is going to be no fans or that's it. We could see 25% fan capacity and maybe fans could come back when the sports come back. Because, look, I, I'm, I'm not one of those, hey, I think the, the country should stay closed, you know, until 2030. You know, after the 2028 Olympics in L.A., that's we can reopen the country. No, I just want it to be done safely. And my, my one concern and fear is that we're not going to do it because people are going to take this and just run with it and go, yeah, I don't care what's going on. I'm not getting corona. Like you see what went on in the Ozarks this past weekend, what you're seeing on beaches and the lack of social distancing and people getting together at events and not wearing masks, and we're going to wind up getting another outbreak of the coronavirus. I want it to be done smart. This is a smart plan. We can allow fans to come in, and with 25% capacity, you're talking about somebody sitting in every fourth or fifth seat. 
Obviously, if a family comes in, you'll allow them to sit together, which means there can be even more space between where they are and where everybody else is. So social distancing could be done pretty well. This is smart. And I like that it's done because this is so this is so groundbreaking for me that Texas announced it. And I don't know where any other state that can do it is going to not say the same thing. Yep. Twenty five percent, because all the states are starting to open up and certain states are going to be behind others. But I can see this being the first of the dominoes in that. Hey, guess what? You know, we can have fans come back and maybe they, they don't come back for the very first week of sports, whether it's the baseball season, because teams want to get used to what the new normal is and having players uh, you know, just worry about keeping them safe and not exposed to anybody else. Like, I get that. But after not too long, maybe after the first couple of games, it could be, hey, we could have fans in the stands. They can return. They can enjoy the game. And more importantly, all of this doom and gloom over everybody losing so much money that the two sides can't come to an agreement to come back and play. Maybe this helps it a little bit where the owners, you can say, well, well, we're going to get 25% of our gate. It's not 100%, but it's not zero. So maybe this whole negotiation with the players about what kind of money they want to come back, we don't have to have as much of a uh, being contested as much. We might be able to come to an agreement because we are going to get some kind of money from a gate from people coming to the game. So I, I really like this idea. If it's done smart, I think it works and it works on a couple levels. Yeah, I've, I've been all for the steps forward, right, is we've had big box scores open the whole time and, and just raising my hand going, all right, what's the difference? Am I expecting, you know, the safety to be taken care of by the lowest member of whatever staff? And it, it's not a pejorative term. It's just reality. How much training did anybody really get versus the mom and pop store? I've been on, on the, the front of that, but it's also a move smart smart and and efficiently uh, as as you were saying it's you know trying to figure out what the protocols are and you'll certainly still have a percentage of folks that aren't going to like the new protocols of going to a game and they're going to think you're infringing on on them and well, they're going to have to get over it because this is the the policies, procedures for a while, and maybe they'll get themselves on the local news uh, for shaking their fist. But, you know, so you have to have the accounting for those uh, events as part of it as well. But, you know, when you look at putting a stadium grid together, you know, buying tickets in advance is probably going to be the way to go as opposed to the walk-up sales that a lot of places enjoy. That way you can do the spacing uh, as you've decided, as the governor and as local jurisdiction will allow to make sure that everybody's got their space and, and adhering to the the orders in place. And once you figure out how to streamline that, it'll take a little bit of time, right, before you, you have all the efficiencies worked out. But it's a plan, right? Ohio State, a little over a week ago, we're talking, well, we're thinking 20, maybe as many as 40,000 people for us. So they were already pushing the bar higher. You know, it, it was the opposite of name that tune. Instead of going the lowest number of notes, they were going to the highest number of butts and seats, which I like. And if you decided to charge them a little bit of a premium, they're coming back. They're thirsty for the action. Uh, knowing that it's for the good of the game, for the employees of the stadium, employees of the team. So there's, you know, get back to some semblance of consistency and you don't have to worry about those folks aren't worried about their gigs. You know, not to be gouging, 
right? Because there's that fine line. But certainly the opportunity presents itself. And with a little bit uh, of planning and then transparency of how you perceive this should go down, you know, every other state will immediately fall in line. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. And, and you know, the more I think about this and, and think about the reopening of America, and here we are, 25% fan capacity, it, 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 it works on so many levels, right? It lets the, the person decide whether or not they want to go to a baseball game or an NBA game, whatever, or NHL game, MLS, whatever it winds up being, however it comes back. And and I like that. And and I, I think that that works because I just want people to do it safely. And if you really want to accelerate the reopening of America and do it the right way, retail wise. Now, obviously, there's certain things you have to figure out differently, whether it's how are schools going to come back? Um, how are summer camps going to work if you have them? Uh, certain situations that aren't retail oriented need to be looked at differently. But if you want retail to come back and you want the stores to reopen, you want restaurants to reopen and people be able to eat all these things, you could do it across the country right now. If you just said two things, when you go into a retail store, you got to wear a mask and you have to social distance. That's that's it. And that's it. And you could reopen everything. You make masks mandatory for going inside to a store and tell people you got to social distance. And by and large, we're going to do that. We're going to get that. Yeah, there's the crazy people that don't want to wear masks for whatever reason. And it's like, oh, I don't need to wear a mask. No, you don't know if you're going to have coronavirus. You're, uh, you, it's not about you having it. It's about you giving it to me if you're carrying it and don't know about it. Like today, I went to Jersey Mike's today to get subs for, for uh, lunch for Zoe and Pam and I. And I'm waiting in line. Zoe's with me wearing our masks. And two guys come in. One guy's wearing a mask and one guy's not. And everybody is looking at the guy not wearing a mask like, dude, come on, man. Seriously, you're not wearing a mask? I mean, come on. And I, I know his plan was to stand in line with his friend, but I, I think he looked around and read the room and said, listen, can you get me the sandwich? And he told him what he wanted. He went and waited outside. The guy with the mask stayed in it and ordered the, and ordered the food. I, wearing a mask shouldn't be something that's politically divisive. It's something that's safe. No one's taking away your freedom by telling you to wear a mask. It, it's about being safe. Listen to the experts when, when all the scientists, as much as they don't know, Know about coronavirus they know that wearing a mask keeps you safe and and while this is going on and we're you know we, we're going to see we see continuing cases of coronavirus it's not like it's been going down across the country we're seeing more cases every day just wear a mask it's okay and i think that can be, i don't think that's asking too much of people to say hey wear a mask when you go into a retail store and 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 just social distance just like when you go into the grocery store you go to target wherever you go just you know wait in line stay six feet away when you walk by somebody walk quickly but you have your mask on so it's okay and and if you can do that everything else can open up and and we can wind up being back to what is the closest to our normal way of life and probably the masks would go I would say through the end of the year into next spring, but if it's a case of, well, we don't know how we're going to reopen and things are kind of crazy to wear a mask and we can reopen everything, I think people are going to wear masks. And I'm hoping that just think for two seconds and understand why wearing a mask is important when you go out into public because it's not just about you. I feel okay. I'm there. You don't know. You don't want to get sick. You don't want anybody else to get you sick. So why, why not just do it? It's not too much to ask. Yeah, I think when it gets down to it, and I know there's the the faction out there that that thinks the the mask altogether is taking everything away from you. I I get it. You you didn't have to wear one before March. 
So it's a change. And life is full of them. Uh, is it the greatest thing in the world? No. And statistically, do I know 100% things are protecting me? No. I mean, there's still a lot of science to be done on that. And that's the problem with this, is that a lot of it is a moving target in terms of trying to figure out what's reality, what isn't. And I don't try to scare people. I go out all the time. I'm, I've been in stores. I'm all over the place. No, just seeing you is very it. scary as well, because no, you wear purple true. shorts no, all the, the time. The purple shorts. And you wear jaunty just, hats, and, and people go, I don't know anything about this guy. I'm going to give him a wide berth. But the bottom line is uh, I'm, I'm not as scared of anything. Like, I, I'm just a guy going and doing my thing. Did you say you're not as scared? Yeah, I'm no, not as scared of anything. No, that, that's how we said it when we were kids. So I, I'm not as scared. That was a shout back to my to my family. Uh, but it's it's that kind of thing that, you know, as you go through, yeah, it's, it's a change, hopefully temporary, right? I don't know. I mean, it's become commonplace in other countries in the world, and people get mad about it. And I, I can't blame them. I can't tell you how to feel. Right, that's the whole part in all of this, from the political side and in terms of how you feel about the policies, procedures, etc. Feel how you will, but all the po- private businesses can tell you to go to hell and stay out. Like your friend that showed up without a mask at Jersey Mike's, if it's posted that that's policy, sorry, that's currently the policy. They've decided they don't want your 12 bucks for your supersized sub at that moment in time. Eventually, they'll be happy to have you back in without the mask, and they'll smile, and they'll tell you how great life is. But for now, life is good. Life is positive. Steps are being made. Here's the current policy. Subject to change, just like everything else. So we're all adapting and finding wins where we can each day along the steps and this move in Texas. Come on, you got to celebrate this one because it's going to add more to the dialogue and keep pushing things forward. Yeah, look, I, I, this is this is a great story. This is a great. That's why this is so game changing. It's a this, great day for America because now I can see this being the story that leads the way to other sports, other states doing the same thing. Because look, this is what we want right now with coronavirus: someone to step up with an idea in in many different uh, aspects and lead the way and say, "Okay, here's our idea and it's working." All right, well, w- look what happened. What did we get the other day? The NHL said, "Hey, we got an idea. We're going to do this with the playoffs. We're coming back." Now, the next day, the NBA says, this is our idea. This is how we're thinking about coming back. And the ball's moving that way. The Major League Baseball is, in their own way, trying to move forward <laughs> by going back and forth with the players, and everybody hates each They're other. They're trying. They're trying yeah. hard. But all you need is, is one – okay, I like this. I'm, I'm, I'm setting the way. When – States opened up and said we can have pro sports. The first pro, the first state that did it, Florida said yes. Arizona said yes. Everybody fell into line, even California and New York. This story is another one of those. Hey, we're going to allow fans in, but 25%, we're going to keep it at that, at, at that cap. And now you're going to see other teams and other sports and other states say, yep, we can do it too. 25% capacity. That, this was thrown out there by the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott. Everybody seemed to think it was okay. We're going to do it too. You know, there, there's no roadmap for this. So anytime someone takes a positive step forward and continues to move forward, okay, let's follow in that line and let's and let's go and, 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 and try to figure it out. And look, the one thing I know is that at least a lot of these states, they don't mind being the ones who are second to an idea because all the governors want to do is, hey, they want to make sure people stay voting for them. Their people in the state stay safe. The people who stay safe, that means they're going to get more votes and everything. You know, so they're okay with saying, hey – 
we're going we're gonna to open up the, and let 25% of fans, uh, 25% capacity for all our professional sports. Hooray! Because it was popular in Texas. It'll be popular in California. It'll be popular in Washington. It'll be popular in Florida. There's no one who's going to say, ooh, I don't know about this. If you wanted to say we're open up full capacity, 100% capacity, then you'd have a lot of states wringing their hands going, yeah, no. I mean, what are you, what are you state? What are you stupid? What are you insane? Do you want there to be more coronavirus? Do you want no. this to happen? But 25%, yep, let's go. Let's do it and you will see other states fall in line. Believe me, this is just the first of what's going to be. Many states are going to say the same thing. Yep, one quarter capacity, we're going to do it. Well, the big thing is, I mean, the data suggests from earlier in the month, right, a lot of hand-wringing as states started to open up, that they didn't really have a huge surge in incidences. And, look, you can politicize it and get into reporting and data tracking and everything else. That's a whole other fight for another show that isn't ours. The, the fact is, and, I'm, and look, I'm just saying in general, you want to go on a news, news story and a news show, have at it, just talking about it just from a straight statistical standpoint that you've got, you've, you've got to this critical mass that has governors and governing bodies feeling better about pushing forward. Even Chicago saying, hey, we're going to start looking at this here in the next week. So they're talking June 3rd might be the, the first steps forward. So to my friends and family back home, it's coming. I'm telling you, it's going to be good. Uh, and and Miss Lightfoot will not have as many memes uh, as she has the last two months. But the idea is, all right, it's 25 percent now. Between now and when games need to be played for college football or pro football, we might be doubling that. We might be tripling that if the numbers are good and the trend lines are good and the rates of, of positive tests slash deaths and whatever metrics they, they're making those decisions. Because that's the other thing. It's all about transparency. And, and anybody that claims we've really gotten any... <laughs> Um, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. So <laughs> there, there's a, a lot that goes with it. Again, back to the politicization. Uh, is that a word uh, of it mm-hmm. all? Sure. But, the, but just the idea that, you know, by time we get back, if you've got the proper protocols and you're comfortable with them and the numbers suggest it and we've moved forward in this summer and, and things are, are loosening up and we're not having some huge surge, then, yeah, we're probably getting closer to capacity. But just remember, there's going to be some steps getting into that stadium to make that so. So start planning. And we had one guy on Twitter. Uh, I want to make sure I give him love because he brought up the um, the whole scalping world. Look, most places are going paperless already anyway. So I think you're all good. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen live from the Geico Studios. This was a great day, a great idea, and this is going to be good for so many different reasons. Uh, coming up next, a big day in the National Football League as two big ideas we thought we could see this fall, well, now are not going to happen. Oh, Yeah, but I do have a way to actually make one of them happen and get the result we wanted all along. Just think about that. It's coming up next right here, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. (laughs) 
Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. And sometimes I just hear a song that Tysher plays, and I go, okay, I don't, I, whatever it is, it, okay, that, that's fine. Whatever it is. All right, <laughs> got tw- All right fine. Yeah. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it. With their free same-day pickup, you can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations, in-store or curbside. If you have a job that can wait until tomorrow, AutoZone offers free next-day delivery on orders over 35 bucks. Just order by 10 p.m. At AutoZone, free next-day delivery is available on over 100,000 parts. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone AutoZone. So today we watched the Sky Judge get shot down. We watched the 4th and 15. Well, I, I don't mean literally. I mean just the idea. Are you sure? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. No, he opened the door. He hasn't no. used used that in a while, so he's excited. You're right. No, no, you're right about that. I, I, I know. I, I'm tight shirts always ready to use the musket. I, it's I, I musket. It. It, the the musket. musket was at the ready. He had uh, it on. 
So the Sky Judge, we're not going to get it. Uh, the fourth and 15 proposal that was going to give teams a chance to, instead of having an onside kick, one play fourth and 15 from their own 25-yard line. If they got it, they got to keep the football. Yeah, that's being tabled. They're going to look at that next year. Uh, the new pass interference replay rule that came in for this year. We're going to review pass interference. Oh, what a great rule this is going to be. Now that is dead. So all of these big changes, all these big rules, now everybody says, nope, nope, the NFL is not going to do them. All right, so first things first. The Sky Judge, that's something that Mike Pereira stopped by with us uh, the beginning of last week, former VP of officiating in the National Football League, NFL rules expert for Fox, and he said, if I could do my Mike Pereira impression, yeah, but the more I see ideas like this, I don't think they're going to wind up getting approved. Uh, He said, listen, ideas that come from teams very rarely get approved. And that's just something that I've seen. If a, if a team has an idea for a rule, they'll debate it, and then it will wind up getting pushed out. And clearly, these were rules that were proposed by teams. Now, the pass interference replay rule being dead is unsurprising. All right, They only did it to mm-hmm. placate the, the Saints because they ridiculously missed a pass interference call that kept the Saints uh, having a chance to get to the Super Bowl. So they wanted to placate that, and all the fans who were upset that pass interference stinks. And what happened? They barely called any thing during the season and without being in the room with you know Roger Goodell and everybody else figuring this out I guarantee you what was said was you only reverse this pass interference thing if you absolutely 100% have to if you can find any way to not overrule pass interference you let that call stand because there were many tremendous instances of pass interference that would go back be looked at and you would get nope they weren't to, to the point where coaches in the middle of the season said, why would I, why would I uh, challenge that? We're, just, we're not going to win it. It's not going to happen. Adam Gase, I remember, won one, and I go, oh, my God, he just challenged and won? It's like the smartest thing he's ever done. He never thought that was going to happen. <laughs> but in the middle of the year, many NFL coaches would say, why didn't you challenge that? And they would say, I didn't want to lose a timeout because I know they're not going to overturn it. You know, it was a rule that went in for a year. There was a cosmetic rule to placate fans. All right, we'll do it. But I guarantee you they were taught uh, – Officials were told, don't do this. Don't overturn the passes unless you absolutely have to because this makes us look bad. This also protects you as officials because the officials are always under fire. And, you know, the more mistakes happen, the more reticent we are to have rules to try to fix them for some ridiculous reason in the NFL. <laughs> uh, but this, this was out there just for that reason. We're going to do it for a year. We're going to placate people. We're not really going to call it. And then we're going to move on at the end of the season. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm sad the Sky Judge uh, met such a, an untimely demise. Really was kind of hoping to see that go into play. I mean, there were still a lot of questions about how that would operate, right? I mean, we, we watched it in the Alliance a little bit. And as we talked it out with Mike Pereira, I mean, it's a much bigger discussion in terms of logistically, you know, how quickly can they get the replay? What part of the play were they watching live, right? Because you're still going to have those pauses. Is your head a official going to be like, um, hey, up there, what do you think? Three, four, okay, go play on, right? I mean, and, and go from there. So, I mean, there was still a little bit in terms of how quickly play would be stopped, right? Because especially we've got more teams that are, forget about huddles. We're just getting back to the line and getting after it, especially if you're in the middle of a drive that's got some momentum going. So uh, you'll have that. Otherwise, defenders start falling down, hoping for a call the other way. But the, the interference call, yeah. I mean, that that's all save face. And all it did was cause outrage. 
which you took what was un- an unfortunate call and you blew it up to be the most egregious thing in the world. Look, the Saints need to play better football uh, the rest of the way, right? And obviously they still could have won that game uh, and had their opportunities, uh, but they, alas, did not as they seem to fall short. But we'll save that for football analysis time. As for rules, uh, they, they tried it. They got Sean Payton in the competition committee at least for a minute uh, to take a look. And, I, look, they'll revisit it again, Jason. I mean, we know that because, I mean, that's that's the one play in all of it that changes a game so fast, right? 40-yard penalties, 35-yard, you know, fourth and 15. A uh, guy gets tripped up, uh, and uh, now we'll call it a pass interference. Like, well, no, that now that you've just given them a free first down for incidental contact and, and there's no no recourse, no, that, that'll still come up again, and I'm sure that'll be in the next review uh, as we go forward. But the officials are always going to look out for one another. Twitter at how about a fresca Mike it's swollen dome now what about the other proposal the fourth and 15 no onside kick you can throw it and get a first down even though that didn't get passed I have a way to solve this issue with the onside kick and what to do and I think it's pretty easy Uh oh we got that coming up at 90 but first be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern 7 p.m. Pacific Look at that. Uh, look at that. Running, running right down with Lethal Weapon 2. Um, so uh, really quick, I just want to mention this real fast because I think this is something that could work if you want to make sure the onside kick becomes a play that is more than just, you know, one out of every, you know, 90 kicks work. Look, the NFL wanted to put in a proposal of a fourth and 15 option for teams to say, listen, you don't have to try an onside kick. You could go for it one play. You got to gain 15 yards for a first down or you give up the ball to the other team deep in your territory. This got tabled today by the NFL. They want more information on it before they think about approving it uh, coming on in, 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 in coming years. And, you know, to me, this is no problem, Mike, that better onside kicks couldn't solve. I mean, we are in the age of the greatest NFL kickers we've seen in the history of the game. How come they can't figure out a way for whatever they want to do, that little, you know, bounce hop kick to get the ball 10 yards up in the air, or you know, 10 yards downfield and, and 25 feet up in the air? I mean, this is something you can work on at practice so many different ways because you can only kick so much before you get tired. You don't want to get hurt. But I don't understand why there's not different different ways for kickers to figure something out where with near perfection they can figure out where to kick the football and how to do it so it winds up being a play that's maybe not 50-50 but maybe it's 30-70 instead of being as low as it is right now. I mean, I, I don't know why. There's certainly time to do it. There's certainly time to come up with it in the offseason. You certainly would become a much more valuable kicker if you could do that at some point in the NFL. So I don't get just why these you know, why, why, why kickers can't can't figure out a way, whether it's the pop-up kick, a pooch kick, whatever it is. I don't know why that hasn't been able to been figured out yet. That, that should is be something the curiosity, though, right? Is I mean, obviously, it's not a round ball, so there's something to that. Because I'll make the analogy a little bit. It's like you know, our daughters are what eleven, getting ready to be twelve, and when I say, hey, you want to aim this this area? Let's try corners, right? Let, let's try to get up in the corners of the the goal. She can do that with some regularity. I mean, it's not 100%, but it, it's it's pretty spot on within a little bit of range. I got to imagine the best kickers out there should be able to get a, a more consistent pop-up 
right? Either, you know, getting underneath it or the kick towards the the white white stripe and above to get it to roll up. I mean, I, I would agree with you. I, I don't want to see it eliminated. That's the thing. I, I keep fearing that it's just going to be exiled altogether with some other different situ- solution that has yet to be proffered. Fourth and 15 was, was kind of fun. Uh, it, it's Andy Reid was certainly for it. Uh, he was the biggest advocate, but unfortunately this one goes away and we'll have to wait for the next. Twitter at how about a fresco? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. I, I just think that's something that could be done. I, I think you could do that. I, 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 re- I really, I, I think you could, kickers can spend some time and figure out in an offseason how to do it and work on it to practice. I, well, if you're going to make them be super. 15. Yeah, if you're going to make them be super toe from 55 all the time, <laughs> how, about, how about we spend a little time? Less, less serving drinks as a lot of kickers go and goof around during practices. Here, stick with your craft for more than 20 minutes. A session uh, coming up next a big story out of the NBA we may know why the NBA is bent on having a play-in tournament for the final playoff spot at least in the Western Conference if and when the NBA resumes is it a conspiracy theory maybe not you'll hear it next Fox be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico (laughs) Studios. And as we continue to have daily reports about sports moving closer to returning, one story out of the NBA the last couple of days just refuses to kind of go away. And that is that if and when the NBA does come back, they will have a play-in type tournament for the final seeds in the western conference i don't know why we're not talking about the east i get it it's the doesn't east, matter but still uh why is this happening why is this idea being thrown around so often whether it's from adam silver whether it's mark cuban whether it's the league well espn nba insider brian windhorse was on a podcast earlier today and he said oh yeah there's one reason why the nba is thinking of doing this and his name is z-i-o-n i'm not saying that the nba is going this route i'm just saying that i've already heard the scenario no matter what happens it'll be the cutoff line will be will be the pelicans they'll be in and i said well then it will be the first time in the history of the nba that that the that the league kicked the ball into the fairway for new orleans uh that from the hoop collective show podcast where he said listen it's gonna we're, we're getting the pelicans in at some point and look i get it I understand what they're doing. If you're going to get the Pelicans in, why not get the Knicks in? I mean, come on, really. I mean, they're 21 and 45. They've a couple of, you know, a couple of breaks here and there. They could be 45 and 21. I mean, I, you know, it, sometimes things just happen. But I don't know, Mike, that this is so much. Again, I really am trying to get the Knicks in the playoffs. Uh, I don't know. This is so much just to get Zion in because clearly he would be a big drawing card. Is that? It's more of the NBA saying, okay, and this I get. The NBA says, okay, when we come back, we're going to be the first sport to come back with the highest stakes, right? Because the NHL, we're not even competing against them because we do so much better in television ratings and revenue. and, and other. Uh, Major League Baseball, there'll be a lot of interest, but they're beginning their season. So all the eyes are going to be on us because it's going to be, hey, it's winning time. It's the playoff time. Mm-hmm. And whenever we come back, people are going to watch. 
And so if we come back with a one through eight playoff in each conference, people are going to watch. Everybody's going to watch. But if we come back with a play-in game uh, or a play-in tournament type for a week or whatever it is, and it's the worst teams getting to come back and play, everybody's going to watch. So if everybody's going to watch, no matter what we put out there, why not put out a product that is may not, may not be that great, but because we haven't had real sports in so long, it's NBA, people are going to watch it. People are going to want to see, hey, how is Zion doing? And Damian Lillard the same way. And suddenly Zion is the focal point and the guy there selling this. Hey, we're going to do this tournament. Zion's going to play. I don't know that they wouldn't be doing it anyway, even if it wasn't about Zion Williamson, because they're still going to get people to watch. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, I'll watch the 7-10 game or the, you know, the, the 9-12 game, whatever it is. But they're doing this and more saying, hey, and don't forget, Zion will be front and center on this so they can sell it more and at least make a little bit more money back because if people are going to watch it, why not throw this out there before you put the heavyweights out? I get it. Marketing, sales, ratings, and this is the year to get innovative, even if it's you know maybe for the wrong reasons. Uh, making cash and, and gaining eyeballs is your end game, uh, but putting it all on the, the weight of Zion, and I don't make that pun uh, having any to do anything to do with his frame, because I think a lot of folks are interested to see beyond lawsuits what he's got going on uh, during the pandemic. But when we look at where the, this heads, you know, you're going to be fighting for that space depending on the start date. You know, NHL, those folks are loyal, right? They they love NHL. They dabble in other sports, but they're loyal to theirs. For the NBA, they, they'll win, right? Because Major League Baseball ain't coming back anytime soon unless there's suddenly a grand reversal of fortune and everybody gets, uh, gets together and, and recognizes what a problem they've got. And it seems like they're a long way uh, from that reconciliation. NBA is going to have the ability to do what they want, uh, at least here for a bit. So uh, make sure that you capture as much of that marketplace as you can. And Zion certainly helps. Just have Zion against the Knicks in a 13-game in a, in a series. Zion, somebody's going to move on, and, and there's going to be a huge group of people excited, whether it's Zion fans or the New York market. I'm okay with that. And maybe if uh, the, the Knicks win, they get to the services of Zion for the rest of his contract. Oh, I like that. Pat, I like that idea. I like that idea. Loser leaves town. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome. A big story out of the Major League Baseball coming up next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. We'll do it live! A slide over baby hour. Yes, we got sir. Jay Glazer coming up in about 20 minutes. Some phenomenal stuff from Jay. He's going to talk about the best NFL players he's trained at Unbreakable. Who would make the best MMA fighters? We have the potential fight that people thought on Twitter that Jay and Odell Beckham were going to have. Uh, we got his thoughts on the... NFL not passing any of the rule changes this year. A must-listen from Jay Glazer coming up in a couple of minutes. But just really quick, I want to mention this before we we get to a really great story out of Major League Baseball is is that – you know, there's a lot of craziness going on right now in Minneapolis and after the death of George Floyd, and it is heart-wrenching to watch. It is difficult to watch. It's difficult to to even 
go through and, and read information on this story on the internet. And, you know, here at Fox Sports Radio, all our thoughts with everybody in Minneapolis right now is, as right now, protesters uh, have taken over a police precinct uh, in the in the city and set it on fire. And I, I don't know how we come out of this. I, I just hope we can somehow find a way and that in, in the end, we all realize that we are all in this together. And, and, and it's, it's, it just breaks my heart every day to see things like this continue to happen. And it's just so, it's so awful that I hope we can find our way out of the woods on this. I really do. I, you know, I, I, I sit and think every day going, come on, can tomorrow be better? Can tomorrow be better? Can tomorrow be better? But just want to let you know here at Fox, we have our eyes on that as well as uh, entertaining you with sports talk. That's our business. And sometimes conversations uh, are best served to have. Sometimes conversations are best to give you a break from them and be an escape. And that's what we like to do here at Fox because sports is an escape. Uh, So... You know, again, while we say with one eye on this, we talk sports with you and, and we entertain you and, and keep you going through a coronavirus life. This story coming out of Major League Baseball and involves David Price of the Dodgers and David Price of the Dodgers with a lightning bolt. As sources are reporting that David Price, who, remember, just got traded to the Dodgers mm-hmm. over the course of the year, he may never throw a pitch for the Dodgers. Well, no, he'll wind up being there because he's owed too much money. It may be Mookie Betts who may just be one and done, which is zero and done. But David Price, according to reports, there's a lot of people on Twitter talking about this. Bob Nightingale is talking about this, friend of the show. David Price is going to pay out of his own money $1,000 during the month of June to each minor league player in the Dodgers system, 40-man roster not included. This according to multiple sources. Uh, Again, Price has not played an inning with the Dodgers yet. Had a little bit of time at spring training. That's been it. But he's going to pay $1,000 out of his own pocket in June to every minor league player in the Dodgers system. You know, and you're talking about AAA, Double A, you know, a couple of single A's, a couple of short season single A's. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that's a lot of money. You know, that's a lot of money. You're, you're talking about in a high six figures when it's all said and done. And this is just for the month of June. And that is some kind of, of gesture by David Price. Again, this story coming to us first from Francis Romero. Uh, but again, again, many people talking about this. I just saw Bob Nightingale uh, mentioned a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Vasse, who was a Dodgers yeah. insider, is talking about it as well from AM570 here in LA. And that, I mean, that that is the story we need at this point in the night, bar none, that this is what David Price is doing for people that he doesn't even know it's not like he came up through this system and hey some of these guys and i know that no i'm here i'm here for five minutes and i'm gonna pay this money and david price look david price has done a lot through over his career has not always been the greatest guy has had a share of controversy but this i mean this is like i don't know about role models but you're mine i mean this is really something to do especially on a day when you know most minor leaguers a lot of them found out i'm not gonna have a job because uh, major uh, um, minor league baseball is uh, terminating the contracts of up to a thousand players because teams can't afford to continue to have their their teams in certain cities. This is a phenomenal story, and I mean it. It's the story we need right now. 
Well, and and it goes to the can't or won't afford, and that's the bigger argument that's taking place between the players uh, and the owners uh, on the grand scale from the major league side, but certainly on the minor leagues, it's not just the players affected. Look at all those offices and people that work at each for each of those minor league teams that are now displaced uh, as well without the the games being played. So a huge gesture uh, from David Price in stark contrast to what we had from the A's the other day right of they're not paying the 400 bucks a week for their minor leaguers and going on down the line with many of the decisions the A's have made uh kyler murray probably feeling a little better about his career choice uh with the way the a's have operated here of late because uh <laughs> it's it's even worse but but when we look we look at david price and, and with with the dodgers look we one of the things i'm, I'm big on and and getting better about doing it myself is just pausing and remembering no matter how crappy a day it is you can find a few things that were pretty good moments they may have been fleeting they may you may you know have a lot of hard times otherwise but you can find something that made you laugh made you smile something silly around uh and certainly plenty of news stories out there of people doing some good things so uh happy to be able to add david price to that list looking to take care of those minor leagues remember they also changed the draft right going down from a massive undertaking of what 40 rounds down to five so -hmm. that's also a lot of high schoolers and college uh guys that are that are moving up that have no place to ascend to as well so i mean you're, you're talking about the balance of the whole major league baseball future kind of being put in limbo here so i mean this is this is one step obviously it needs to be replicated a bunch but a good first step and a good move uh and i'm happy to be able to talk about this tonight with david price uh you know and this goes in this goes along with what we have seen the past few days in the last three days major league baseball players have done something that i didn't think they could do when you hear the phrase greedy players you think of Major League Baseball, right? Nobody thinks that for NFL players. Whenever there's a big collective bargaining situation, controversy, it's the players put their bodies on the line for a bad or worse quality of life later on. Hey, they deserve to get paid. NBA, the same way. Players, It's a man's game. Players deserve to get paid. They've been underpaid for a long time. They deserve to get paid. Okay. But with Major League Baseball, it's different. It's just perception. It's perception that it's a, it's a millionaire's game, and it is it is a, a game for elite. And so anytime it's it's – the player's fault whenever there's a reason why we're not playing. And by and large, Major League Baseball has had the largest number of labor disagreements, potential strikes and lockouts over the course of the past 30 years. I mean, look, we get one every few years. Oh, there could be a lockout, could be a strike, could be all of this. So I understand that. But in the last three days, they have flipped that greedy player's narrative, which is what was going to happen, and they have flipped it into a greedy owner's narrative. You know, Blake Snell sounding the charge by saying, hey, listen, you're going to ask me to come back and play for a, 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 a pittance of what I normally get. Is that worth it for me to leave my family? Bryce Harper piggybacks on that. Max Scherzer last night says we took less money. Uh, coming at us and asking us to take a 50 to 75% less salary, that is a non-starter. We are not doing it. Scott Boris today, Uber agent, told his clients, the owners have money. They have money. Stand strong. Don't kowtow to them and, and break ranks and go. They have money to pay you. And now you have David Price saying, you know what? You're not 
not doing it, so I'm going to pay these minor leaguers and give them $1,000 to try to get through the month of June with. They have flipped that narrative in a blink, and I didn't think that was possible. And, and now when this negotiation goes on, it's going to be, boy, hey, owners, are you going to do something good here? Because, look, everybody knows the owners are making money hand over fist. They always have been. And while they're not going to open their books and, and, and let you see the finance, because then you know exactly what owners make, and just know this, if the owners were really struggling and they weren't making as much money as you thought they would, they would open their books right away, and you would see it. You would say, oh, right, oh you want to see my books? Right here. Here you go. Here's what I made last year. It was $8 million last year and $13 million year before. I only made a million dollars in 2015 you would see it they would say we have no problem with that but they don't see it and we don't see it because they're making tons of money not every year can be a banner year in business not every year you can say what were your profits last year 900 million 700 million 300 million 150 million 75 million dollars you make all kinds of money owners make all kinds of money from their teams over the course year to year to year to year to year one year you can say you know what instead of making $700 $700 million or $400 million, I'm going to make only about $75 million, or I'm only going to make $50 million. You can have a year where that's okay. And this is where I say, Mike, that the owners can flip the narrative now. That Look, the players have this. It's greedy owners. If I could get the owners in a room, I would sit there like a modern-day Tony Robbins. I would get all the owners into a room, and I'd say, all right, guys, uh, you see this now? The players are working you. All right, everybody knows there's money, and and you don't want to pay it. Because in any business, no matter what you do for a living, if you go in and ask for a raise and a company, as long as they're solvent, if they tell you there's no money, they just don't want to give it to you. There's always money. They're just choosing not to give it to you for a raise. There is always money across the board always money again as long as they're solvent and major league baseball is pretty solvent i would call them all into a room and i would say you see what's going on here right now look look at this look david price is paying minor leaguers in the dodgers system he is making you all look like a bunch of chumps because you guys are now here's where i can turn it on you and you can do one thing and no one will ever question you again you will buy a lifetime of goodwill and anytime some kind of collective bargaining disagreement with the players players rights owners rights comes up everybody will have your side and then I get everybody leaning in on me going, okay, well, what, okay, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I would, I would tell them, you pay all the players on your team their full salaries for 2020, no matter how many games are played, even if they don't play. You pay their entire salaries. You pay $150 million, $120 million, $75 million, $50 million, whatever your salaries are for the year. You can afford to do that one year, one time. You can, pay, you can pay Garrett Cole. You didn't pitch this year, but here you go, Garrett Cole. Here's $35 million from the New York Yankees. Haven't played a minute for Mookie Betts, here you go. Here's your whole salary from the Los Angeles Dodgers. And suddenly, you win the day. You win enough goodwill and public relations for a dozen to 20 years. And anytime something comes up, it's, we paid you guys in full for the coronavirus here. Okay, 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 okay. That's how you win. That's how the owners say, okay, now I can win. And now, okay, we we lose money, but that's okay because I've made a lot of money with this team and I'm worth all this money. I can withstand losing a couple hundred millions of dollars because it's relative for a guy that's worth $3 billion, $5 billion, $7 billion. You can do that. It is okay. And you want to own a baseball team because you want to own a baseball team. It's a very small fraternity. You do that. You win the day. You win everything. And people will talk about you forever going, and he paid the salaries. 
And, you know, here, here's the Steinbrenner family paying the salaries of all the Yankee players. They're, you know, look, they're paying it's, their salary uh, total this year is $940 million. They're paying everybody. Even the Wilpons are paying everybody. Everybody can <laughs> now, do it. Come on now. All right, well, the Wilpons, they'd have to sell the team and to, then the new owner. Far. Yeah, if they sold the team, the new owner would then pay all the money. But you can all do this. You could do this, and you can win the day, and it, it would be something that is so unprecedented. Give everybody their salaries in full. Again, can't do this every year, but one-time Christmas present for this for everybody? Yeah, I think you can do it. Well, the problem is that it then informs the, uh, the next CBA, which comes up next year. And that's the problem is that they're negotiating two things at the same time without ever telling you they're really negotiating two things at the same time, right? Because if the players agree to come to less for the good of the game, the love of the game, uh, then the owners are like, well, blank them. They're here for the love of the game. We get to keep a a higher percentage of all this money, and we can really fight them at the next CBA and I think that's part of part of the discussion when we we looked at the grid of all right if you make between this and this you know you make the minimum here's what you're going to get in terms of your percentage you got a lot more guys down there so if you put it to a vote right now they would be a very curious response uh, based on that proposal assuming that those that isn't just a test bubble to see how mad people get and who's going to talk out of turn but I, I think a lot of it also is you, you might in seeing the book get in a better sense of you know who's really leveraged terribly in terms mm-hmm. of owners right we talk about liquidity all the time and we've brought it up in terms of the cancel rent movements it's like all right where's that line stop because the guy that owns the building that you're living in he probably owes somebody money on it mm-hmm. and then they probably owe like it, it goes all the way up a ladder so what's where where's where's it stop to where they you know someone still has to pay the bill right so it, it's the same thing here is you know they they're worth three billion according to all those Forbes articles which are mm-hmm. you know multiply by 1.4 or whatever whatever the true number is remember what they estimated the clippers were worth before uh, right. oh yeah oh, los angeles it's a two billion dollar uh, two billion dollar thing uh at the time which is now probably quadrupled but the I- idea being that you know you you go through the process and they may not have the cash on hand Right. Remember, the Lakers mm-hmm. got their hand in the cookie jar with the four point six million dollar loan and hey, people were giving out money. Why would you not fill out a form? It's up to the people that are processing it to say, no, you're the Lakers blank you. Uh, but it's the same thing of, look, if it helps your liquidity, you're going to try to find it. And several of these owners, probably more than several, may not have the cash on hand if you're not getting that money back from you know, your in-stadium revenue, your in-stadium shops, advertising, etc. And that's where you get creative with banners over and tarps over unsold seats and all. But that's uh, a marketing plan for another time. But certainly, uh, David Price is making everybody look dumb in the moment mm. while, while winning the day. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.